just issued instructions to Kelly that started with, it's not a very good song, but can you find... That's a great way to start. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. There is fire and indeed feist in the air. I wouldn't be surprised if it kicked off. Anyone got any Italian flags? I feel like burning something. Today we're talking about caring thieves, oxymoron, rundown estates, description and placenta prohibition. Oh my God! Oh, and we're talking about oh my God as well, you see? Apparently, oh my God, is offensive. Yeah, it's the thing that most people would complain about. I don't think it is. Oh, yes, it is. I don't think it is. If I were to drop the C-bomb now... Right, okay, yeah, fair enough, but don't do that. If I were to drop the MFI bomb... Don't do that one either. Exactly. But, you know, the milder end of the swears or some of the ruder things you say, yes, they are rude. But if you were to take the Lord's name in vain, the phones would go a-ringing. That's why people say OMG now. Well, no, that's... I thought it was oh my golly. Uh, what's the song that you wanted? I forgot. It's not very good. Come dancing. That's what it's called. By the Kinks. What's the title? It's not very good. It's not very good. Thank you very much indeed. Some woman who I used to live near and used to see wandering around near me has said that "Oh my God" is the most offensive thing you can say on television. Don't pull that face. I did used to live near like, her. Yeah, but I don't like hearing it. I, don't, I try not to say it. Uh, well, the, w- when I started here... I can't find It's Not Very Good by the Kinks. It's Come Dancing by the Kinks. It's not very good. It's Come Dancing brackets. by the Kinks. Brackets. It's not very good. When I... St- hang on a minute. Across it's going on too long. Hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. When I started here, uh, very early on, I had some woman complain that I was said, oh my God. And you I mean a listener, a valued listener? It's just some woman, some some nutter, and a valued listener with a point. Yeah, it's just some nutter with, with beef. It was it was it was some fruitcake who had a little bit of beef and was winding me up the wrong way. Uh, and I was and I'd forgotten about this. Ah, this, oh, I'd forgotten about this until the other day, and I was listening to um, Jonathan Vernon Smith. He says it. He says it, and it reminded me of that silly woman who phoned up to complain all that time ago. Right. And then it's in the story, the papers today that um, a woman who used to live near me, and I'd see her walking around, who does BBC Breakfast, the tiny woman. She has. I'll, I'll find the story in a minute in the paper and give it. Um, There's a lot of tiny women out there at the moment thinking, "Is he talking about <laughs> me?" Well, did, did you used to live near me? Do you present BBC Breakfast television? If the answer to those, th- at least one of those things is yes, then it could be you. If it's two, then the Venn diagram is very, very tiny. She is offended. Catherine has just done a physical interpretation of a Venn diagram. A tiny one with my fingers. I won't tell you how she made the third hole. It was with her mouth. What? So, don't we got complaints about yesterday's show, so we just... Yeah, but not about the bit we thought. I know. Anyway, shh. So, do you find, oh my God, offensive? When you are a um, professional yeah. broadcaster, yes. like, like what you and I are, yes. well. there are certain words you might use in real life that yep. you try to not use or you don't use on air because you get sacked. Yeah, for example... That one. Yep. That one's a big one. <laughs> I don't like hearing it. But I Sorry? have to replace them. <laughs> you no, replace it with... Said, you say things like crikey. Good like, grief. Um, fudge me up. <laughs> Why do you fudge me up, baby? Anyway, you use words that you wouldn't use in real life and they sound a little bit old-fashioned on the radio, but that's because they're replacing something that's very modern but not something to be used on Basically, the radio. Basically, what is trying to say is, do you find, oh my God, offensive? Call me now, 08459455555. Because I used to say, good Lord. 
That doesn't sound so harsh. Oh, sweet cheese. Finish. It's not a very good song. Oh, it's all right. I just fancied it. Isn't it. Bit of fun about something really sad. It's about his dead sister. There we go. The ending's good. The ending's good. All songs should end like this. You ready? It's got a proper ending. Here it comes. This is it. Here we go. Ooh. All songs should end like that. It just makes life so much. You should have had a easier. wow on the end. <laughs> Now, listen, I'll wait 459 This is a very serious story that uh, will kind of rings true with me, because you know this happened to my mum. Mm-hmm. This is the exact same thing. A Hertfordshire woman has been jailed for stealing more than £20,000 from two elderly women in her care. 61-year-old Elizabeth Hedger had been hired to look after the 91 and 88-year-old sisters from Wellin when she helped herself to their savings to fund her gambling addiction. Well, Catherine has uh, been joining this. I'd say pretty shocking, but I know this happens quite a bit. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's a huge betrayal of trust, isn't it? The relationship between Elizabeth Hedger and the two victims, who were 91-year-old Grace Whiting and her 88-year-old sister Edith, was such that despite what happened, they were really reluctant to bring charges because she'd been working for them yep. for seven years when this all came to light. Oh, people think, well, when it happened to my mum, and I will keep referring to it, I apologise in advance, she, she didn't want to press charges, oh, but they're my friends. Well, hang on, they, they've nicked three grand off you and all your jewellery. Elizabeth Hedger, in this case, had been a private carer for these two pensioners at their home in Welling Garden City. And at the same time, the court heard she was visiting Mecca Bingo in Stevenage five times a week and Gosh. spending £300 a time on slot machines. Um, she told police that she's been hoping for a big win so she could pay back the sisters. Um, and I should say at this point that Grace has since passed away, so 88-year-old Edith yeah. had to go through this whole process without her sister. How did uh, she get busted and arrested? Well, according to the prosecution, suspicion really was first raised uh, and, and fell on Hedger when... Um, Grace was admitted to hospital. Grace's niece was trying to help social services conduct a financial assessment um, to arrange care for when she came out of hospital, but she couldn't find any bank statements. When replacement statements finally arrived in the post, Gillian Whiting discovered that there'd been six cash point withdrawals while her aunt was in hospital. She spoke to Hedger, and apparently Hedger then confessed to her vicar that she'd stolen from both sisters. Um, And the court was told that at first the sisters just couldn't believe that Hedger would have done this because she was a trusted friend. And although Edith was left unable to pay her bills as a result of all this, the church-going sisters wanted to show forgiveness and said time and time again they didn't want to prosecute it. She was prosecuted. What else did the court hear? Well, when Hedger from Howlands in Welling Garden City was arrested, she told the police that she was playing the fruit machines five nights a week and, as I say, I said earlier, spending £300 a time. She pleaded guilty to stealing more than £1,200 from Grace and that was between the 14th of May 2012 and the 1st of October 2013. But from Edith, it started earlier and she took more, more than £20,000 from Edith. That started in uh, December 2011 and carried on till the 1st of November. 2013. And the judge had some quite strong words, didn't he? Yeah, he jailed her for a year. Gosh. Which, you know, you may think £20,000. Do you know what? That's a pretty good sentence, really. Well, Judge Andrew Bright, you see, that said that this was a callous breach of trust. Edith Whiting has been left with not enough money to pay her bills. She may have forgiven you, but I haven't. I, uh, I mean, I, do you know what? This woman obviously has got issues and is obviously a gamb- I would just make up as a gambling addict. But still, to take that much money from the trust... And when it happened to my mum, 
Um, well, two of them. One of them got offered it. Uh, they nicked three grand from her bank account. They just kept going out and using her card. And my mum couldn't, you know, was completely trusting and would. And she'd you, given them permission to use that card. Given them she? permission to use the card because she, they were getting money out for her. They weren't. They were nicking all her money, oh. and they nicked all her jewellery. And then when we uh, it, it, uh, kind of we got the police involved, and the police were excellent. Uh, they'd been. They'd work. They worked for a really big care company, and everyone they'd been around. They're like old women, blind women, women oh. in wheelchairs. They'd nicked all their jewellery. And the, the awful thing about it is, these are people who may have forgotten where they put yep. things. You know, so things go missing yep. all the time, and you never can be quite sure whether they were oh, permission for we had a big not, not falling out there was a big kind of thing in my family where my mum was saying she'd, she'd lost a ring and we were getting quite angry with my mum going well where, why did you take it or oh, where have you put it where these women had nicked it they oh, went awesome. one of them went to prison over Christmas that'll learn you but over seven years you've built up a relationship with it's these mad. people it's not like a stranger coming in you know occasionally on a weekend very, very me. sad. What yeah. the name of these two old ladies? They were Edith and Grace Whiting. Catherine, thank you very much indeed. 08459 555 if you want to give us a call on that. Uh, and also, um, oh my God, do you find that offensive? 617. And uh, while I'm reading the news, Kelly's going to get a good song instead of Candy by Robbie Williams. <laughs> right. Don't do drugs, kids. Uh, Jen of House and Regis. Jen of House and Regis. Who's not a fan, I don't think, is she? Oh, she loves to hate you. Good morning, Jen. Morning, Jen. Morning, Jen. Hi, Jen. Good morning to you, Jen. Hello, Jen. I wonder if her last name's Ga. <laughs> and she's really tall. Um, but um, her stomach keeps falling out. <laughs> I think that's a pretty safe bet that it is, isn't it? It is, isn't It's card sharp, not sharp. Exactly. I got it right. Yes. See Oxford English Dictionary. Oh my God! It's only offensive if it's, abbre- if it's abbreviated to OMG. Says Jenga of Houghton Regis. Hey, I haven't got any beef with that comment. She's right. Maths in Hanslope. Ian, the lazy windmill at the wind farm near the M1 on the North Hans Bucks border was working yesterday. Sing hosannas. And Rob says, card sharp. It's just like Skellington all over again. No, no, it's card shark. Use it in a sentence. Uh, I think the way to pronounce it is card shark. Use it in another sentence. It's card shark, not card sharp. He's got a point, Kath. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Now the big tour is still running. Who'd have thunk it? And it's in Bletchley this week, where people have got mixed feelings about plans to regenerate one of the town's most run-down areas. The Lakes Estate was built back in the 1960s. Well, it's set for a little bit of a facelift with new housing and the possibility of demolition for a rather shabby block of flats called Serpentine Course. Joined now by local councillor Mohammed Khan. Good morning, Mohammed. Good morning. Mohammed, how bad has it got in the Lakes Estate? Um, it's quite bad, but there's some good news coming up. They're going to demolish it soon, and they're going to build a new flat on it. So that's a bit of good news. So you're, you're saying it's, it is good news that Serpentine Court is going to be demolished. Why is that area so bad in particular? I mean, giving take, you know, I've grown up in the area seeing it. It's quite bad that was in the early 80s. But things are much better now since there's 19 million being put in to uh, regenerate the areas. Already 10 million being spent on a new housing. And including uh, flat roofs, replacing windows, door, double glazing, excess and clouding, and a boilers, an external wall. And many houses look really nice now. Things are much better out there. The people who live in Serpentine Court, what's going to happen to them when it gets knocked down? When it's getting knocked down, the new flat will be built up uh, right next to it. And uh, basically they're going to move up there. They'll have an option to move up there. 
So they're moving from one box to another box. Is, is everyone happy about that? Oh, many of us are nice to be spoken to. They're quite happy with it. Obviously, they're going to have a brand new flat. So, yes. I mean, I'm sure they'll be happy with that. The current situation they're living on is, uh, you know, it's not really nice. I've been how, to the many of them. How, how come it came to be so neglected, this area, Mohammed? I don't know. Over the last uh, uh, many year, decades, you know, but, you know, MK Council didn't do very much. Residents living in there, they're complaining to MK Council many times. It's been ignored. And some of the house condition is inside is terrible. And what kind of uh, housing are they looking to build? Um, they're looking for a mix, actually. They're going to be flats yeah. and housing there. Yeah. And is everyone in support of this, Mohammed? People get very attached, don't they, to where they live, even if it's not particularly pleasant. Mm-hmm. They get very attached to where they live. Uh, so I would imagine that maybe some people are, are, are mourning the, the changes. No, I mean, there's going to be a massive residential referendum um, will take place end of this year. So everyone will have their say. There's a master plan in there. So everyone will have a say on that, how the flat's going to build everything there. Mohammed, listen, maybe we'll speak... Um, uh, have we got a, a, a time scale for this? Do we know when this is going to happen? In about two years' time. OK, well, maybe, listen, if, we, if we're all still alive, Mohammed, maybe we'll speak then and discuss how mm. it's going. OK. Let's keep our fingers crossed, Mohammed Khan. Thank you very much indeed. All songs should have a definite ending. This, this fading-out nonsense that seems so popular with modern music really is uh, completely unnecessary. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you uh, want to give me a call. And that's pretty much what Chris has done. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Dean. Uh, hi there, mate. Dean? Uh, A-N. Team. Oh, team. Uh, team Dean. Yes, Chris. Team Dean. Yes. Are you going through your... Time war period, and are you really 85 this year? Because every record you've been playing today has been from the 60s or 70s. Incorrect. Incorrect. Uh, incorrect. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Most of them were. Most of them well, were. Hang on, hang on. We've only played three. Yeah. You are correct. 66% of the music we've played today has been from the 1960s, none has been from the 1970s. Okay. A third well. has been from the 1980s. Okay, you've missed out in the 70s. Do the 70s, do the 90s, and get back up to date. Okay, any suggestions right. on what you'd like us to play, Chris, for um, Team Dean? Nothing at all, because whatever goes to your mind, I haven't got a clue, so I'll leave it entirely up to you. Chris, I don't understand what you just said there, but thanks very much. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Standing up for... Health reasons. Oh. Have you not read the papers? No. Sitting down for too long uh, increases risk of cancer. Well. Yeah. Kelly? It's in the papers. It's got to be true. Which paper, though? It's in the mail. I'm surprised there's only a tiny box. Yeah. Sit down less often if you want to avoid cancer. Ward's researchers. Oh, my mic just go up. Hang on. Isn't they were standing up when they wrote that research? Oh, there we go. The risk of developing some cancers rises by as much as 10% for every two hours more a person spends sitting than normal. Scientists came to the conclusion after pooling the results... Are they saying the people with cancer are lazy? I don't know. Scientists came to the conclusion after pooling the results of 43 studies... Oh, I'm going to sit down. Oh. Yeah, actually, it's a little bit. I, I'm, I'm going to take that gamble. No, I'm standing up. You're going to stand up? Are you? Are you? <laughs> yeah, that's Got what that. I'm talking about. She's tiny. She's a wee lady, and we made a joke about her height. Eight. 
But still, if she lives longer than us, we will not be the ones laughing. She'll be laughing. If she comes to my funeral and laughs, um, then someone slap her. They'll be laughing with me. No one's going to laugh at my funeral. I want my funeral, this is, and this is true. <laughs> I want my funeral to be... I want everybody to be sobbing. I want them to get some of those old Greek women, the professional mourners that yep. come in and black, and they just cry. I want everyone cry. don't want anyone to... I want people to tell funny stories, but everyone is so moved that they can't even laugh at the funny stories. It makes them cry even more. And I want um, a really hot um, woman, like maybe someone famous, to throw themselves on my coffin as it's lowered into the ground. So you want to be buried? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course I want to be buried. I want to be burnt in case I'm still alive. Yeah. Oh. That happens. That happens. You hear about this quite yeah, often. If you're still alive, wouldn't you rather be burnt and get it than be trapped in a coffin no, until you expire? No, because I'm going to... If you read my will, the conditions of my will, you, which you, you should both have now, yes, I'm going to have my phone in there. My phone will be in my oh. coffin. And, uh, and no, you hear about this all the time. Nearly every week there's a story of someone who has been cremated whilst they were still alive. That ain't happening to me! Uh, I haven't read those stories, but... but it's in the story, it's in every paper. All the time. I'll tell you what is in the paper today. Yeah. The Daily Express, page 31. Have you got, have you got the Express there? Yeah, I have. Matthias Schlitter. <laughs> hey, that's, uh, that was my mum's first name before she got married. <laughs> Maiden a, name, we call it. He's a man with one Popeye arm and one normal arm. Oh, Have you seen him? Yeah, he's good. He is, uh, he use, he's got, I mean, it is a bit odd. I don't know how he buys shirts that fit. But he's an arm wrestling champion, which is helpful. Genetic defect led to a forearm almost 46 centimetres wide oh. and a career that has seen him travel in the world. Here he is in Melbourne, Australia. We can't tell he's in Melbourne, Australia. It's just a man with one massive arm. He's got one, one big arm and one tiny arm. His debut came at 16 when he wandered into a bar. Oh, he wandered in, did he, at 16? Yeah. And beat all comers in a contest. Oh, what? He said, at first, older wow. fighters smiled at me for being so lightweighted, but after winning, opinions changed immediately. It was very satisfactory. We've had a tweet. When are we doing Maddie? Are we doing Maddie this morning? Are we doing Madeline McCann? We're not doing oh, that. Well, no, we're not doing that. Okay, right. Um, the Daily Express. Uh, uh, this, very rarely do I p- play into the um, hands of Simon Cowell. I'm going to play into his hands now. What his gentle, hairy hands. What gentle hands they are. Louis Walsh has got to be the weirdest man in the world, hasn't he? Have you, he can't clap. Have you seen him clap? He does that. <laughs> Just know he says, you look like a pop star, you sound like a pop star. <laughs> he, uh, so he can't clap. Well, it turns out as well, he can't do the X symbol with his Why? arms. Why? Has he got at, one large bicep? <laughs> look at him trying to do the X with his arms. Oh. Go to pe- go tw- page 25 of the Daily Express. Louis Walsh can't do the X with his arms. He looks like a plum. He looks like a sugar in a plum, plum, plum. plum. I don't know what that means. I don't either, but it was a good song at the time. There's a great Boney M um, album cover mm. of them in, like, gold thongs. What? You do a story and I'll find you the Boney M I, album cover. I don't cover. think I want to see that. No, you're going to see it now. Find a story and I'll... Um, the, this friendly fellow is Bob, Britain's first working robot security guard. Hey, Robert, I have he, come to kill you. If he's not got some kind of plunger and a laser, he's not security. Hey, Robert, I have come to kill you. Wow, listen to this. This is serious. As the latest recruit at security firm G4S. Oh, those guys! Those guys are great! Speaking of those guys, can I just show you Boney M? Hang, hang on a second. There we go. 
There's nothing bony about that. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> steady, steady. We had complaints yesterday. His centre's spotting something out of place. He stores the information in his internal hard drive and... Re- oh, he's not a robot security guard. He's a grass. <laughs> Bob can even ask for help if he gets stuck and plug himself into charge. Oh, he sounds like a pain. Why would you want him? You want someone with, zzz, with a taser. The six-foot blue robot is part of a £7.2 million pound mile... Oh. 7.2 million pound pilot project by the University of Birmingham computer scientists save this one for the weekend Ian be useful okay Stuart oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Angel yeah. of G4S said Bob can do guard tools but also pick up on low level activities the guard doesn't necessarily need to be oh he's, he's just a this, this show is kind of the warm up for the Saturday show I do on another radio station yeah well, I, I've heard that um, show, and I've noticed that you it, use a lot of my lines in there. It's the best bits of this week condensed into uh, a good show. Hey, I'm so excited! I just can't hide it! The brand new Doctor Who's climbing out of a tiny TARDIS! He is! He's climbing out of a tiny TARDIS! What's he doing that for? Peter Capaldi. I'm so excited at the prospect of the new Doctor Who. When on earth do we start to see this programme? Please let it be in the next few weeks. Doctor Gru. Capaldi so basically uh, there's Peter Capaldi climbing out of a tiny TARDIS obviously something hilarious has happened in the television series Doctor Who and the TARDIS has shrunk oh they've grown him how have they done that no it's shrunk have they made him bigger no Catherine it's not Land of the Giants where they actually did um, uh, shrink people and grow people the TARDIS is just a smaller one there oh just a smaller one spoil the magic why don't you hey listen we had a fella complaining we weren't playing enough modern songs Should should we play a song from the 90s yeah go on okay They sure can sing those 1990s groups. Can I just say, the mamas and the papas, let's, this is what, can we do a phone in on bands that were at it with each other? Oh. The mamas and the papas, anybody? Oh, yeah. Fleetwood Mac. Guys, the Beatles probably not, but blue a bit apparently. Blue a little bit, yeah, they're a little bit blue, a little bit raunchy. Something for the dads. Um, yes, what have you got? This on the front page of the Times. I can't believe we missed this one. Parents should be fined if they miss parents' evenings. Oh. Fail to read with their children or allow homework to go undone. The chief inspector of schools said. So Michael Wilshaw said that teachers must confront bad parents. You're a bad parent if you miss out on any of those things. Oh. Who do not support their children's education? Hey. As he accused accused white. He accused white working class families of no longer valuing education as a way to improve their families' prospects. <laughs> Wow, this is this is actually happening. Go on. Inspector Closer (laughs) Hello You like that girls? I do, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't either. Children with immigrant Children with immigrant parents. Is that a boom you got there? That's good. That's a good. I'm, I'm looking at one. Children with immigrant parents out before. A minky. <laughs> what are you saying? I don't even know who you are. I'm Inspector Clouse. What are you doing? Ow! Behave. Must be Inspector Clouse. Everyone likes to. Is that a mink? Hello there. Is that a minky you got there? A minky. Yeah. What's a minky? A minky? I did not say a minky. I are said you... a minky. You say monkey. Yeah, you go. You oh. got it. You see. Catherine Boyle, you were you were saying something. Excellent story. Thanks very much. 
Children with oh. immigrant parents outperform poor white British oh, children in the classroom, uh, as oh. many hold a deep cultural belief in the importance of doing well at school. This is what he said. Sir Michael's comments with an, came in an interview with the Times will provoke anger from poverty campaigners who say that poor families are at least able to pay fines and that their children would suffer. Here we go. Who's better, foreign parents or British parents? Call me now, 08459 Let's Let's put it out there. Let's see what the public think. Well, then after that foreign accent you were doing there, I'm sure you get lots of calls. I'm sure we'll get lots of calls. from abroad. Go on, tell me one. I'm sorry, ladies. <coughs> you can't tell a man's biggest secret, Glenn Hoddle, from his shoe size. The scientific truth behind ten myths about sex. Big feet. Ahem. Many people think you can size up what a man's ahem is like by looking at his feet, his hands, or his nose. Big feet, big disappointment. Interestingly enough, the connection between big feet and big... Socks. ...has some roots in science. In fact, here we go, this is true then. There is good evidence that men with big feet have bigger... Personalities. I'm size 10. Hmm. A study of 63 men in Canada... Oh. Did find a relationship between the length of the... And shoe size, as well as a correlation between... Length and height. Um, one conclu- Our conclusion, the Daily Mail, Good Health Guide... Is it about balance? You can... They, they've put a wry little line here. Oh, no, please, because we... Uh. You can look at a man's feet all you want, but it's only going to give you an idea about his taste in... Shoes. Shoes. <laughs> Oysters are aphrodisiacs. No, they're not. That's Men in think, the paper. Yeah, it's in the paper. Men yeah. think about sex every seven seconds. <laughs> Chance would be a five pig. And testicles sag with age. Man alive! So, uh, we're finding out lots and lots uh, about each other's bodies today. We are experimenting with different things. Uh, Kelly, can you make yourself go cross-eyed? Yeah, easy. Without using your finger? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she can. Okay, so she can do it. You can't do it. No, I only found out about two years ago. But you can do it, you can do it with your finger. If yeah. your finger gets involved, I can't do it with or without my finger. Your, his eye rebels. Yeah, my left eye swings back out. Okay. This is the next thing we've discovered about each other's bodies. I can do an Elvis lip on my left side, not my right side. Yeah, I can do right. You can't. No, you can't do anything. I can't. You're making me laugh. No, look. Watch Kath try and do an Elvis lip. Look. She's just. No, it's not. She's just pulling her cheek up. I'm not. I'm not doing it. No, you just look like you've um, smelled poo. Well, I did just walk past you. Okay. What? Can you do this? She's made her nostrils go internal. No, I can't. Like piercings in the Hey, though, isn't the human body fascinating? Can you roll your tongue? Yeah. I can. But can you roll it the other way? No. Can you tie a cherry stalk with your tongue? Yes. No, I can untie it with my tongue. I can tie. I'll tie it. You can untie it. it. Can you do anything like that with your tongue? No. Do you want to see? Do you want to see my elephant impression? Oh, yeah. wait, four five nine four double five. Hey, speaking of crazy bodies, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know who she is, but um, Kim Kardashian's had her baby's ears pierced. That's child abuse. And the baby is how old? Well, she's not even a year. She, 
Mm. It's abuse. I know we'll get loads of people saying, oh, yeah, it's very popular in the Sikh community. It's still wrong. In Spain, they haven't done straight away. It's wrong. You don't, you don't um, pierce a baby's ears. The average age for ear piercing in the UK, have a guess. Five. Seven. Seven. Five. Seven. That's I, when I got mine done, but they can only get me in the chair for one. It should be, what age, what age are you going to let your daughters get their ears pierced? Fourteen? Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah. My mum made me wait. Well, I wasn't bothered about it for a while. My sister really wanted to raise Pierce from being li- very little. She made us both wait till we were 13. But, kid, but kids are older these days than they are younger. Yeah, shouldn't be. 08459 I'll give out the phone number. No, no one's going to call in. No one bothers to they call. They might. No, no, get call. Kat to give out the phone number. Oh, yeah, go on. Do, pretend you're going to be doing it and then I'll talk give to you. Give us them. a call. What do you think? 08459 Just get in shape. Um, now, um, Sean Williams is concerned that swearing is the curse of modern television programmes. I can hear what you're saying. Huh? Right, let's just, let's just have a jingle just to calm things down a little bit. Yeah, my respect, boss, yeah? The former BBC breakfast presenter even turns her TV off. But it's not only profanity that gets her goat. In fact, the phrase that angers her most is, Oh my God! Miss Williams, 49, said, I don't like people to use inappropriate language before the watershed, particularly the phrase, Oh my God, it can offend. So, is Oh my God offensive? You're right. I I don't like it. I don't like it. But is it offensive? I don't know. That's the question. Not wasn't wasn't does does Cass like it? It was because we know the answer to that now. We know the answer is no. She doesn't like. She it. doesn't like. And that wouldn't have been much of a phonem. Does Cass like it? Oh, eight four. We know the answer to that. It's no. But although, if you want to call in on that, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Oh, she's so good. Makes me want to call in. N- no call one is as good. In. No one is as good as Justin Dealey. Justin. Respect to you, boss. Respect to Ooh. you. Respect. <laughs> big up yourself, deals. Yeah. Big up yourself. Yes. Respect. <laughs> I don't even say. I don't even say the T in respect. That's how much respect I've got for you, deals. I've, I've got, got a lot of respect. For I you get as that well. word out as quickly as I can when I'm talking about you because I don't want to be any confusion at all I am giving you maximum respect word uh, so yes yeah, so Sean Williams the uh, former BBC breakfast presenter says that she is offended by this term <laughs> Ian I have been on the streets this morning oh. asking people what I would say actually before yes, I play this please, yes. um, I used to do the phones on the breakfast show so I kind of worked my way up here at Three Counties Radio to what? and well you know reporter <laughs> oh, yeah. on, on the breakfast show of the year okay. this is kind of big time nowadays yeah. Yeah. but um, I used to get lots of complaints about this when anybody said oh my god the phones used to ring and people would no, no, complain they're not ringing now well um, I've been asking people on the streets this morning are they offended by this term here's what people had to say no not at all I think it's petty I think they're silly need to get a line yep they do mate First thing in the morning is hard for me to do this, but yeah, they need to get a life. It's a bit stupid, isn't it? Calais, the term, oh my God, when you hear that on TV, does that upset you? Do you get offended by that? Not really, because I do say it as well. I say it at times as well. You know, I say, oh my God, you know. When you're surprised, you're not meant to say it in a in the, in the religious context. Mm. You're, not me- you're not really meant to say it, but, you know, but people do say it. You know, they don't say it to, to offend God, you know. They just say it, sometimes they say it as a, they use it as 
surprise. Mm. They use that. They don't. They don't say to to insult people. And you're a religious man, aren't you? Yeah, in my own context, you know yeah. that that's my own definition. That's my own interpretation of Oh my God. I mean, I get what you're saying completely. Can you understand why anybody would pick up the phone and complain to a, a television organisation about that term? You're a religious man yourself. Can you understand why people might do that? People take religious interpretation to a certain extent. You know, yeah. that's that's how they interpret it. You know, like Oh my God is meant to be very very offensive. As I'm saying, I don't find it very offensive. So people are taking it too seriously. They're too sensitive. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> I don't know why they complain. Yeah. Do you think they're rather strange for doing so? Yes. I mean, I know you take God's name in vain and everything else, but I don't think so. Just way too sensitive these yes. days. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> all right. Love. Not at all. It just sounds funny to me. So when you hear it on TV, yeah. it actually makes you laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Well, there's no one there that, that seemed offended by it. I mean, the morning is very young. It's Ian, so young. But, you know, I, I'll be fascinated to hear from people about why they are so offended. That man is very religious in that piece, and he was saying, you're not meant to say it, of course, but, yeah. but when you say it, it's not meant to be offensive. Don't get offended by it. It's just a term that people say, almost like a, a term of surprise. Oh, my God. So don't, don't get it twisted, guys. Exactly. Come on. Don't be offended. Just live just, a little. Just li- live a little. Justin, thank you very much. Indeed. I don't like it. I don't like it. We know that we've established that as the as the ground rule. My five year old came home from school saying it a while ago, yeah. and I've had to drill it out of her. I wouldn't say that's it so of, horrible. I wouldn't say it in front of my boys. No, I e- even uh, you know when they're exposing themselves to me, I still would not say it to them. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. So a few things to talk about this morning. OMG! Oh my God! Do you find that offensive? We I, I've had complaints when I've been doing this show before for saying it. I, I wonder if Jonathan has had complaints because he says it quite a bit. And also, Kim Kardashian's had her baby's ears pierced. Oh, it's a, it, it's abuse, isn't it? Not a word I use lightly. You don't do things to children's bodies like that without their consent. She's treating her like a handbag, a handbag with pierced ears. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Busy, busy morning. Coming up, caring thieves, rundown estates. Are you offended by, oh my God? And come on, putting earrings into the ears of babies. That's abuse, isn't it? There can't be a sensible, caring parent out there who thinks that's a good thing to do. Why would you do that to your kids? 81333, start your text 3CR, or you can give me a call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Dawn has uh, texted in. I get offended by it. OMG, as God is real to me, but I wouldn't complain as I know people don't believe what I believe. I tell you what offended me in Simon Oxley's bulletin. Should I tell you what offended me? What's that? Um, Clegg. Nick Clegg. We're going to make it... We're going to make the food. Tell me what's wrong with this sentence. By We're going to get rid of chocolates and sweets. We're going to make the food more healthy and we're going to make the food more tasty. Healthier. And tastier. Thank you very much indeed. What 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 a, what a basic error. I know it's a s- small thing. 
He's banging on about school. Speak sp- proper. He needs to speak more proper. He needs to speak more proper like what we do. Healthier and tastier. Mm-hmm. Kelly, repeat after me. Healthier. Healthier. And. And. Tastier. Tastier. Clegg. Clegg. Is. Is. A. A. Plum. Plum. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 is the telephone number. Now, when your relative is being cared for privately, you always hope that they're going to be in good hands. Sadly, it's not something you can count on. A carer from Welland Garden City is starting a year-long prison term for stealing more than £20,000 from her two elderly clients. 61-year-old Elizabeth Hedger had been working for the Whiting Sisters for seven years when she got caught withdrawing cash to fund a gambling addiction. Well, Marion Birch is the chief executive of Age UK in Hertfordshire. Morning, Marion. Good morning, Ian. Now, uh, the, the, the very, very similar thing happened to my mum. Some carers who were supplied by the council by a big company. Um, basically, they, they nicked three grand off her and all of her jewellery. So, so this does happen. How common is it? Well, uh, very fortunately, it isn't. There are thousands of carers around, you know, around the three counties area, all beavering away. They're probably all out there now, helping people get out, get up, and ready for the day. So, that, you know, most carers are very honest, uh, totally reliable, and and care very much for the people that they're working with. So, you know, fortunately, it doesn't happen very often. But of course, when it does, it can have devastating effect for the you know, for the for the older person. And it is a real betrayal of trust isn't it because uh, if you are the client you are inviting these people into your home they're often doing very intimate things with you and you develop um, a a, a very close relationship don't you or you can that's right I think sometimes of course with that close relationship you can get boundary issues and I think sometimes it's you know when you use agencies or you know or charities uh, for caring it's sometimes almost worth um, using a, a few a team a team of carers um, so that one-to-one um, yes, sort of relationship doesn't get too, you know, doesn't get too deep, if you know what I mean. Um, so I think sometimes you need a team in there, and sometimes the team, when there's a team, one that members might spot this, if there's something going, you know, something not quite right. Is there anything that that family members can do to to um, you know ensure that the, that their loved ones are safe? Well, uh, I was going to say use a reputable agency or yeah. charity, but you've just uh, knocked that one on the head. No, I, I, I know, <laughs> and I know that these these, these agents, and this was a big agency. I won't mention it, obviously, but it's no. a big one. Uh, and they do have screening processes, but it's not always going to stop a wrong and getting through, is it? No, I mean, for example, you know, at Age UK Hertfordshire, we have a help in the home um, scheme covering the whole of the county. Uh, we uh, take three references before we uh, employ anyone, and a criminal record check as well. Of course that would only pick up someone if they've been caught but yeah. you know we do, we, we do do that and it's renewed every three years as well but of course we take over all that worry when you employ you know employing people is difficult these days and and we take over all the worry of that supervision and hopefully we would spot problems of behavior of a carer or health problems we deal with all the national insurance attacks you know sort of um sickness cover holiday pay all the issues that you, you need when you're employing someone, we take all that worry away, and hopefully our supervision systems would ensure that we would, you know, that we um, would spot anything that's that's not quite right. Um, we also have a scheme called Home Matters. That's, that's a free scheme. Um, when we have a team that will sort out people's domestic administration, 
and I believe this situation got you know sort of spotted when uh, a relative came in to sort out the finances yeah. of these ladies and we do have this scheme called home matters um, when it's you know, financial paperwork, domestic admin is sorted out for people, and and sometimes then you know, problems can be spotted. But I would say, if anyone's in this position, contact their local HUK, you know, for for advice and support. Um, our information line number oh eight four five six zero one three double four six and. You know, we can say give some some advice or support, or you know, just point people in the right direction. Because if, if there is a safeguarding issue, we probably need to involve the police or the local authority as well. And this is something that the police take very seriously, isn't it? Yes, it is. They're very, very good. Yes. I suppose one of the things, um, uh, well, the, the the way we caught the um, the dodge pots or nick of my mum is is uh, I checked her bank statement. That's right. And yeah. it was like, hang on a second, this <laughs> isn't right. And 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 that's one of the th- I, I guess one of the things if it's appropriate that family members can do, isn't it? That's right. And so, you know, if, if they haven't got a family member that can help, yep. uh, so I mentioned our, our home matters, which is totally confidential. You know, we, um, all our te- team yep. know that, well, our whole organisation knows that. And we can help someone go through their bank statements and just to ch- check, you know, check the items off and say, do you, you know, do you know what all these items are, for example? And, that, and hopefully that will give them some reassurance. I imagine that, the, that this problem would be eased slightly if carers w- were paid... You know what they were worth, and this isn't a knock on you at all. It's it's, it's the whole industry, isn't it? You know, carers do uh, for the most part an incredible job. They do a pretty um, lousy job, uh, and they don't get paid that much money, do they? Well, we 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 in our organisation make sure we pay the living wage. We don't do the minimum wage; it's the living wage, and we always Good keep up you. with that. So hopefully, um, you know that that will help. But I think in this situation, it sounds as if the woman had a, had a gambling yeah, habit. She had so it. I she think, was definitely. Yeah, Probably even if she was earning an awful lot more money, yeah. the problem might still have arisen. Oh dear, it's a very sad story, but it l- l- as you point out, it, it, it is a rarity that it happens. So, um, you know, onwards and upwards. Marion, I appreciate your time this morning. Well, all I can say is if anyone, you know, it has brought up any issues for people listening, do get in touch with their local age UK because, you know, we can help. Marion, thank you very much indeed. That's Marion Birch, Chief Executive of Age UK in Hertfordshire. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a really big stretch there. So big, I thought my head was going to pop off. I really did. I mean, wow. literally. It's a large that. stretch. I've already done one. Uh, We've had some Facebook action. Oh, yeah. Go on. Is that still going on? Yeah, it's still going on. Johnny Wilson talking about the OMG uh, yeah. question and whether, oh my God, would offend you. Oh my God, I can't believe it. I've never been this far away from home. It probably offends religious folk, says Johnny. We can't say anything without upsetting somebody. This country's gone top soft and too sensitive. Top soft? <laughs> oh, I've, yeah, I've had that, I've had that. <laughs> top soft and too sensitive. You don't get... Kelly made a... Um, surprisingly made a good point earlier on. You don't get people around go, going around, you know, if they bash their toe, going, oh, flipping Allah. Sorry, oh, you, you winced today. Yeah, I did. Am I in trouble now? But you don't... You, it's, it doesn't have it? the... It doesn't have the same cachet, does no, it? No, I think they're a bit more careful about uh, the words they use. I think it's got more of a cachet, in fact. Yeah. We've been desensitized to the word. We have more respect God. for that word. Well, this is... This is, historically, a Christian country. Mm-hmm. So, um... It kind of makes sense to me that it's acceptable for us to... Um, lightly poke the finger at Christianity and God and Jesus because he's been here 
I mean, he was been here for hundreds, thousands of years, hundreds of years. Not literally. Well, maybe literally. Thousands. I think you're right with thousands. Thousands. He's been here for thousands of years in this country, living in, in our hearts and in our churches. So it makes sense that we can have a pop at him. A little lighthearted, you know, in the Derek Nimmo style. You know, I'm not massively religious. I kind of brought up Church of England, which is just be polite and don't be a yeah. nightmare. Well, um, you not listen. And I'm not huge... So um, either of those tenants. I'm not <laughs> I'm not religious at all, really. But I still would balk at that. I don't like... I don't like that don't like that what expression that expression well this one <laughs> no that one okay i don't even like saying it i don't like saying it on air i don't what like if, saying it in real life what if someone goes oh i don't like that no that's worse that is worse I think don't it's got tracy's name in vain i told you when my boy um uh we were i, I told my boy off the other day and he went oh jesus and I was, I, my heart sang. Oh God, this is uh, this is going to be awkward. I said, "What did you?" Said God. Yeah, I know. I said, "What did you say?" He said, "Nothing." He got all coy. I said, "What did you say?" He said, oh, yes, you're not in trouble. I just wanted to wonder, wonder what you said." He said, "Oh, I said, oh Jesus." I said, "Is it because I told you off?" He said, "No, it's because I'm making a cross out of Lego." He'd been making, learning about Easter. Yeah, he'd been learning about Easter. So he was actually saying the Lord's name. Full stop. Not it, t- take in vain out of that sentence. <laughs> it's weird. It, it's. Uh, it's just words. It's just words, it isn't is it? It is just words. I think there are better words. There are some really good words. There are. And I just don't like that one. We could replace it. What did you want me to say yesterday, fudge bucket? You could do that one. Gosh, we've already replaced Be it. Be careful That's the whole how you say that, though, because that could end badly. Yeah. Fudge and pickle. Fudge and pickle. But we've already go. got gosh and gore blimey and all those things where people, people some people get offended around it, yes. some people get offended by gore blimey because they know you're there'll be some 93 year old who's going oh are you saying gore blimey well it's so <laughs> yeah but are they blimey. really offended or do they just want to flag up the fact that they know what it means yeah maybe I don't know call 08459 455 555 BBC Three Counties Radio Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, 08459 455 555. Now, we're talking about Bletchley's Lakes Estate this morning as part of Three Counties Big Tour. It's rated as one of the most deprived places in the country with levels of child poverty and unemployment on a par with areas like Toxteth and Brixton. But a new neighbourhood plan hopes to change all that. So, what do the residents in the lakes think of the plans? Joined now by Jeanette Marling from the Lakes Estate Residents Association. Morning, Jeanette. Good morning. Uh, what, what what do you think about these these proposals? They're, they're meant to give more power to local residents, so I, I would imagine you've had uh, a big say in what happens. Um, well, uh, the, the residents associated myself, I, I've, I have sat on um, task and finish group, as it has been called, that's been tasked with taking um, the, the neighbourhood plan to um, through to the referendum, but um, unfortunately not many residents have been involved throughout the process. Um, There's been very small numbers of people who have actually got involved and and given given their their views um at, at various stages of the process. Okay, um, so you've not been particularly involved, but what what do you and the residents think of the plans? Uh I know some residents are concerned that we'd be told no development, um, no improvement without development, and um, there have certainly been um, proposals, including in the neighbourhood plan, for new new housing. 
and and the the improvement of Serpentine Court. There's a plan in the plan. That's that going to be torn down, isn't it? Yes, and and that would certainly be a, a, an improvement. But um, apart from that, and. Um, there doesn't seem to be any other improvement. What's, um, what's wrong with Serpentine Court? Why should that be? It's not an area I know, so why should that be torn okay. down? Okay, um, it's not a very pleasant area. It's very, very poorly built and designed in the beginning. There have been um, many, many problems. Residents who live there um, suffer greatly from damp. Um, it's just very poorly constructed and very expensive to maintain. Ah. And... Most residents do not want to live there. Uh, there's a very high turnover uh, of, of residents. There are some residents who've lived there for a long time who do like it because the properties are quite large size. And if your property happens to not have any problems, yeah. you're, you're lucky. Um, also, it, it's the, the way it's, it's designed... Um, it's, it's the centre of the estate, and that's where all the shops are and, and facilities. But um, it, it sort of turns it back on the rest of the estate. It's, um, you can't see it from uh, if you're unless you're standing right in the centre, and it, it's a bit it's a bit overpowering, a bit oppressive if you're right in the centre. You mentioned uh, Jeanette that um, there weren't many other improvements taking place. Do you, do you feel this is a missed opportunity? Yes, yes, we do do really. It's um, it does seem the process has been very, very rushed. There, there was a, a rush to try and get the referendum for through for, for um, May, so it happened in, at the same time as all the other elections. Um, so the consult the six weeks consultation period for residents was over the. Um, Christmas period and in the cold weather and people actually don't don't like coming out when it's cold and no. uh, the the previous consultation where they came up with what was the big ideas as it was called then um, was again in no November so the winter the winter time. Um, this is a consultation period now by Milton Keynes Council, but. Um, there doesn't actually seem to be any consulting going on. It's on the website and you can comment, but there's... N- it doesn't feel like they're listening, necessarily. Well, no, it's not, it's not that. They're not doing anything to tell people about, uh, that it's actually there. It, um, there are lots of people who don't realise it is now the, the consultation right. period, the final consultation period. Um, and the, the other thing that people uh, don't uh, are not really aware of um, is, is the fact that it's not just what's included in the neighbourhood plan. There's all the other areas. So people are focusing on the actual developments that are proposed and don't realise that the whole rest of the estate um, is is covered as well. Then, for example, there are certain green areas protected, but for those areas where nothing is mentioned, it doesn't mean that nothing could happen on, on those. Jeanette, listen, we have to end it there. Thank you very much indeed uh, for your time. Uh, that's Jeanette Marling from the Lakes Estate Residents Association. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio.
across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks for the coffee kills. Yes, a wicked, it's coffee time. Oh my God, are you offended by that? Uh, Mal Walizewski says, uh, I do love a good Polish name. I'm assuming it's Polish, Mal, and apologies if, uh, if it's not. I love a good Polish name, Walizewski. Very satisfying. Isn't it just? It is, it, it is offensive and not a good example for young ones. Okay. That's his, uh, that's his, uh, beef on that. Or her. Oh, no, Mal's a, Mal's a guy. Well, how do you know? Because it's a guy's name. It could, it could be Melanie. It's Mal. You don't know. It might be short for something else. Mal. No, Mal is a, is a guy's name. You familiar with all Polish men's names? Yeah. And women's? Yeah. Malissa? I met a, a Jan the other day. It was a man. No, it wouldn't be a Jan. It would be a Jan. No, it was called Jan. Jan. Jan and Dean. Pardon? Jan and Dean. Yeah. Yeah, Jan's a guy's name. Janny. I don't know any girls called Jan. Anyway, go I don't believe in anybody's God. Says Maff in Hanslope, telling it like it is. You can imagine, you can imagine him setting a pint of beer down on the, the bar. Well, I don't believe in anybody's God, but I must admit I do proclaim, oh, for God's sake, when something has disappointed me. Though normally I'd use the F word. I apologise if my behaviour has offended sensitive folk in the past and will always use the F word going forward. Ah. <laughs> Fill this up. <laughs> the usual, please. The usual, please. You right? I just had a moment. Yeah, I noticed. You okay? Oh, I'm just having a moment. When I um, yeah, went in to give you your coffee, yeah, you were slouched over the desk, head in your arms. Is everything okay? I was just having a, a, a big moment there. Okay. Yeah, I'm just having a moment. <sighs> ears pierced. Let's do the ears pierced. Call me now. Fine. That is bad when you do it to kids. Don't do it to kids. Kimye have done their baby's ears. Ian says it's like they're using their baby as a handbag, a handbag with earrings. Here we go. That's it. Now we're cooking with gas. Yeah, handbag with earrings. Why would you do that to a kid? Thanks, Kath. I'm back. Why would you do that to a kid, right? A child. Uh, in my other job at uh, the weekends, I had an argument with a fella. We're talking about kids, right, being born. And he said, all children are born sinful. <gasps> I hate that argument. I went, wow, man. All kids, all babies when they are born, are pure and beautiful and innocent. The biblical idea is of original sin. Yep. So we're all guilty from the moment we're yep, born. Yep. And that's why you get well, your baby christened, so you give them a new start. That's obviously nonsense, right? Well, all, yeah. ch- all children, when they are born, are beautiful and pure. No matter what their parents, even Hitler, even Hitler when he was born, was a beautiful, pure, innocent baby. And perfect. And perfect in every way. It's what happened to him from that moment onwards that developed him into what he was. Hitler's quite an extreme example. I don't want to offend anybody. But all kids are born beautiful and pure, right? So why would you then denigrate that purity by putting some lumps of, of gold or, or in their ears why would you do that it looks horrible they're beautiful children's ears go and look at a child's ears now try and grab your own child if you can if not just any passing one will do look you might want to get a cotton bud in there although you're not supposed to do that you're not supposed to do it but it's so satisfying when you get a big chunk oh, of yeah. wax out their ears apart from the brown inside their ears are beautiful beautiful why 
Why would you want to do more to it? Well, for some parents, they think it's like putting a cherry on top. They're celebrating the beauty yeah. of their children by making just a bit more snazzy. And while you're putting the earring in, why not pierce their belly buttons, put some lippy on, and um, get some rings on their fingers, and give them hair extensions? Don't. Some parents would. Some parents do! Some parents are evil, cruel people. They're the same sort of people who dye their pets pink. Now, that is good. That is good, because that... Cause... No, I don't think that's good. I think the Yoda costumes are hilarious. Um... But the dying of the hair wrong. I, I'd love to dress up a, a monkey as a bellboy. Or a butler. I think they like that. They do like it. They wouldn't do it if they didn't like it. They love it. the attention. It's like those bears that dance on those hot plates. They wouldn't stand on the hot plates if they didn't like it. No. They like having their feet burnt. No, uh, no, Spain has got it right. No. Spain and its treatment of animals is bang on. Let's make them... For God's sakes, we look after them. Let's make them entertain us. I think I disagree with you on the bears, but I did see something in Spain that did make me recoil. My, oh, yeah. My, my Spanish friend is a great friend of mine. She's my best friend. But some things we will never agree on. Yeah. Like the actual roundabout. Yeah. With real ponies. Oh. They were just walking around in these metal harnesses yeah, with their faces. That is beautiful. Children jumping on their backs oh. and they were just mechanically oh. walk around and around in circles. No, horrible, horrible, horrible. There's a campaign to get rid of the horse-drawn carriages in uh, cities throughout the world. I say stop that campaign. I'm, I'm making a campaign to stop that campaign. There's nothing better than paying a, a, a dirty foreigner. And by that, I, I mean English. Uh, if you're abroad, I mean American. I'm not being racist. Um, uh, an extortionate amount of money to go on a 12-minute carriage ride oh. being pulled by a starving horse. That, that's the thing, when the horses are very, very skinny. If they didn't want to do it, they wouldn't let I themselves be saddled idea. up. Let's saddle up Ian. And uh, to get him to do you want to ride me, Kels? Shop. I, excellent idea. Kelly's going to saddle me up and ride me during the news. Yeah, you up yeah, for that? I'm coming can in. You, can you film it, Kath? Because I wouldn't mind seeing that later. Oh. Email 3cr at bbc.co.uk. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Oh my God! Does that offend you? I tell you what offends me is putting earrings in babies. I've oh this is good. Says Jersey Bolowski. Well, who's Jersey Bolowski? Oh, that's um, Jersey Bolowski is um. Oh, it's uh, it's a character. It's the landlord. Who knows who Jersey Bolowski is? The landlord. Whose landlord is he? It's the young one's landlord in the young ones. Oh, yeah. Alexis Howe, yeah. There we go. That's, that, I'm surprised that, that popped up into my head. I've got... Jersey Blatsky is texting us. I've got an idea for the Kim Kardashian School of Parenting. Baby tattoos. She could start with mother on the baby's arm, then move on to the full sleeves that every Tom, Dick or footballer has nowadays. That's not a bad idea. If you're going to shove earrings into your child's ear, why not tattoo them? If we're decorating babies. Decorate babies. But you can take earrings out. No, you can't. Of course you can. No, no, you can't. My husband had two what, in one ca- ear, I and they still got little holes. Right and you can't take them out. I've got my. I've got. I had a piercing up there, and that's closed up. Yeah, but you can still see it, can't you? No. Show, show it. Let's study her ear. Where? Exactly. Exactly. You didn't have one. She had it. She had it on the crease, though. So. <laughs> well, one of those ones at the top. Yeah, that doesn't count. What's and also, once you've got an earring in, you can't take it out. They're closed metal. Would you like me to take my earring out right now? No, you can't. Well, um, I have. You, can, you just pulled a different earring out from behind your Why ear. Why sense? You don't have your ears pierced. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Well, you haven't got earrings in. Yeah, but they're pierced. I can if I want. I could do it. I could do it now. You, go on then. Well, I haven't got any earrings. Exactly. But if I did, you see, Peter. You see the people I'm arguing with, Peter. Yes. 
Oh, Peter, what, uh, what do you want to... Sorry, what do you want to have a whinge about today? Well, uh, I was going to say... You're all right, I, you sound a little bit poorly. You tired? No, I, I've had a bad cold for a week. Oh, are you still... You sound a little bit rough, mate. Yeah, I've had a... I was certainly a very bad cold and never, never had one like it. Oh, anyway... you feeling better? Uh, yes, I'm getting <laughs> towards the end of the cold. Have you... Did you have a steam? Pardon? Did you have a steam? A steam, no. A steam? No. Why? Well, because I didn't. <laughs> you should have, This is the thing, OK? This is my top tip for everybody who's got a cold. Go, go and have a steam. Go and sit in a steam room and have a steam. Well, you usually do that with Fry's Balsam once. <laughs> what, I, 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 what, who was Fry's Balsam? Wasn't he, wasn't was he the a, first newsreader on the BBC? It was a, um, if you like, uh, I do like. A, a fragrant sort of smell that came up and here's, cleared your head. Here's the thing. Yeah. What do they make smelling salts from? I've no idea. No, nor do I. And you don't get because I'm I'm old enough to remember Peter when women carried smelling salts in their purses or their handbags. Oh yes. Every woman, my mother had some smelling salts in her handbag, just in case someone fainted. Now I've never seen anybody faint. I've only fainted once. It was brilliant. I wouldn't mind doing it again. But what's in them smelling salts? How does it wake you up from a faint? And why don't we carry them anymore? Broken Britain, isn't it, Catherine? I can answer the last one. Women used to rely on smelling salts a lot because they couldn't breathe probably because of the corsets. So that's why they used to have attacks oh, really? of the vapours. But yeah. my mum didn't wear a corset. Did she, have, did she faint a lot? No, but she had smelling salts. That's what I'm saying. In the 70s, you'll no, just... No, not in the 70s. Oh, yes. Yeah. It wasn't snuff. Y- y- no. <laughs> snuff was big in the 70s. No, the, what, the up the nose? or yeah. the? Yeah, I've tried snuff. Well, I'm sure you have. Oh, okay. 08459 four double five five double five. It makes your hanky dirty. Women, it's just like taking nicotine straight up your uh, yeah, but it up makes it right old messy hanky. It's good. It's good. You put it in that little. Have you ever done snuff, Peter? No, not at all. You put it in the. Um, I'm trying to find it. Where's the Where's the little hole in my thumb? They get people do get cancer of the nose from they snuff. They do. You know. They do. I know it's very dangerous. <laughs> Absolutely. We went through a thing at school of doing snuff. <laughs> I know. I know. We discovered. No. Anyway, there's a. You put it in the, the sort of crook of your thumb. You do that, and it, um, I might get some snuff today. No, actually. don't get some snuff today. It's okay. Disgusting. But oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I'm right on this one. Women were carrying smelling salts as late as the 1970s. Also, at the time that women were carrying fruit knives. What? Whoa, Peter! You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Well, they had so much, th- so many things in their handbags yeah. in those days. Anyway, you couldn't keep track of them. It was like uh, Aladdin's cave. No, hang on. Absolutely. It was like the land of Narnia. <laughs> Basically, women, and I'll let you have a whinge in a minute, Peter. Don't you worry. Okay. In the 1970s, and I would say up until about 1982, women would always carry in their handbags smelling salts and a fruit knife, a fruit knife to cut fruit or maybe peel an apple for a child. It's They'd true. Knives in their bags. Yeah, they, and you. It's just a slough thing. My mum would take you on holiday. We go if we, we went abroad. We bring the fruit knife. Yeah, imagine that before you know before the tragedy. Oh wait, four five. I've nine. not been able to carry knives yeah. around. Damn, damn you, Al Qaeda. Have you actually got to Peter's point yet? Not yet. No. Checking. Peter, what would you like to have a whinge about? I was going to say about presenting on the radio. Are you uh, looking for a fruit knife, Catherine? Yeah, I definitely haven't got one. Okay. Yeah. Why, do you want a job, Peter? Because I tell you what, there could be one going. I need a new stand-in for when I'm next off. The last one was... Well, mind you, mind you, talking about fruit knives, the hatpins was even more lethal. Hatpins! And, I... and that's what the ladies in India should carry. That would certainly stop them being... Uh, uh, yes. A- a- attacked, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, just just a point anyway. Yes. If a presenter's talking about any subject at all yeah. that he wouldn't talk about to his own children, yeah. then he shouldn't be talking about it on air because he's talking to other people's children. It's an interesting ethical point that you raise. Yeah. And it's a point that I have considered, and it is, a, it is um, a, a dichotomy. Dichotomy, is that the right word? No, I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> it's certainly a dilemma. Yeah. Dilemma for murder. It's a... Uh, um, it, yes, it's a dilemma for murder that I have. And I, I change people's names to Richard when I hear them saying things that I don't agree with. Why do you call them Richard? Well, you, it's a cryptic remark. Um, you can shorten it to the, to, to the original if you like. To Rich? Are you making cryptic remarks in front of my children? <laughs> uh, it, that ah, cryptic ah, remark ah. is not cryptic remark is not uh, uh, something that a child would pick up. My on. children are very intelligent. Well, <laughs> well, I've, I, they, they believe that that tiny door that was set. Shh, shh. <laughs> okay, uh, but yeah, Peter, do you know the what? The fairy door is real. It's a really interesting point you raise. Yeah. And it's a dilemma I have. I do sometimes say things on the radio that I wouldn't say in front of my children. You're right. I like you totally as a character. Uh, absolutely. But. You're you're more intelligent than you try to make out. But I mean I even I even know if you went on Radio Five, same as me. Thank <laughs> you very much, yo. We're going up in the well, Peter. Absolutely, absolutely. Peter, love always lovely to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. It's a good point he makes there. It's a good it's an okay point. Because this isn't a children's programme. No, And no, we should be able to talk about no, things no, that adults talk about. No. But you just do it no, carefully. No, no, Yes. No, 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 no. No, 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 yes. No, 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 no. But yes. No, 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 full stop. End of book. The book is finished, sent off to the publishers, it's published, you can't even, and it's got paper that you can't write on when it's in the shops. I can't believe a talk show host is closing down all lines of communication. No, because you are, you are 100% incorrect data syntax error i don't remember what the point was you made just said this isn't a a program for children but children are whoa wait children are listening so we must be careful exactly exactamundo officer fonzarelli but they wouldn't be interested in anything we're talking about anyway so do we just focus it towards would you mean they wouldn't be interested we just talked about jersey belowski from the young ones kids love the young ones no, they would. Uh, this isn't a children's show, but it is, it's 7.40 in the morning. Yes. There are literally dozens of children being forced to listen to this by their boring parents. Yes. Okay? So they will hear this. Yeah, that's what I said. Now, so you this... me. Um... So we can talk about stuff, but just be careful. I don't know how she won that one, Justin, but mm. she did. Morning, Princess. You well? Did you? No. I'm confused. Then let's move on. Let's mm, move on. Mm. What have you got for us, Just? Well, you're talking about uh, Sean Williams this morning in yes. uh, the Daily Mail, the uh, former BBC breakfast presenter, saying that swearing is a big turn-off on TV. I think we'll all agree with that, but she whoa, says... Whoa, 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 whoa! No, we wouldn't all agree with that. No? I think uh, at the appropriate time, a well-placed F. S or other bombs, mm-hmm. I think they can add gravitas, yeah. impact, and can be very, very funny. But you know the problem these days. People are using it to, to try and be funny. Everyone can, funny. everyone can be naturally funny. No, Come on. No, no, you're doing a three-hour no. breakfast show. Listen, I'm going to build you up here. You're no. a funny bloke. You're not swearing. So if you can do it, why can't others do that? But I know that I can make this show funnier. Every, every, if, if, if once mm-hmm. I just dropped an <laughs> F-bomb, that would be funny. And you know it would be funny. I'm yeah. not going be funny though for for the wrong reasons you can be funny naturally do you see what I'm saying is there ever a wrong reason for being funny 
If it's funny, it's funny. Mm, some people try too hard. I know you do, Justin. <laughs> but, uh, never mind. <laughs> but uh, Sean Williams saying that, that what really gets her go is when people use the phrase, oh my God. Yeah. So uh, in the first hour, I couldn't find anybody who was offended by that term. I've just found somebody. It's taken me one hour to find anybody who was offended by this. I've got some uh, short audio coming up here. Take a listen to this. Now, Joshua, you are a religious man yourself. Uh, the term, oh my God, do you find that offensive? Yes, I do. Tell me why. Uh, first, I think, uh, according to my faith, that's taking God's name in, in, in vain. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, you should only use it only when you are communicating to God, not for small, trivial things. So if I was to stand here right now and say, oh my God, look at that over there, you'd be highly offended by that and probably walk in the other direction, would you? I will not do that per se, but uh, the perception I would have about you is that you're not religious at all because that's something very trivial. Mm. Yeah. And what about youngsters using that term nowadays? Are you hearing that more and more? Yes, I am. And how old are we talking here? Uh, from three-year-old onwards. Three-year-old children using that term? Yeah. And what do you think about the parents of those children who are allowing their children to use that term? Well, I think, uh, what can I say? Just, just tell it the way it is. An apple does not fall far from the tree. So if the parents are using it, the kids are going to pick it up. Yeah. So would you, just lastly, would you phone up a, a radio station or a, a TV organisation? If you heard that term yeah. more often than, than what you thought were, was relevant, would you phone up to complain about that? I think complaining, I don't think, is going to bring the desired results. Because uh, if you look even in the music industry, the term is being used all the time. Mm. So it's moving more from uh, a religious term to an entertainment fun. Yeah. It's never going to stop now, is it? I don't think so. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. You're welcome. There you go. That's he it. Was Joshua. Good. He was good. He so made a lot of sense. The, the only person so far this morning in what? Uh, an hour and a half who was offended by the term, oh my God, how are you getting on on the phones? Anybody who's offended? No one's offended on the phones. We've got a couple of tweets. Michael says, as a Christian, I am offended. I can just about stomach OMG, but hearing it in full makes me very upset. And Bruno Fernandez says, we should use the name of the Lord to glorify him, not to say empty expressions. OM- he says OMS. I think he means mm. OMG. is a complete lack of respect. Mm. It's interesting because uh, years ago when I was doing the phones, I mentioned this earlier on, that uh, we used to get complaints all the time about that. Yeah. But uh, this morning, not too many people offended. Maybe people aren't as sensitive yeah. as they used to be. Just uh, excellent stuff. Can, can you do me a favour? Yeah. This morning as well, we're looking at Kim Kardashian, a baby about a year, less than a year old. She's had the ears pierced. I think that's abuse. It's like yeah. using, it's like treating her baby like a handbag that's got ears. Yeah. Um, can, you, can you see if you can get some uh, voices on that for us, please? I totally agree. I was 15 when I had my ear pierced. Sorry? Biggest mistake of my life. Really? Well, yeah. Well, wow. <laughs> and you, and I, I know some of the mistakes you've made. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, to herald that. Justin, we'll speak to you later on. Excellent stuff, mate. Thank you very much. Okay, so we were speaking to Peter from Warmer Green who wanted a good old wing and during that conversation um, I was reminded that uh, in the 1970s my mother carried around in her handbag smelling salts and a fruit knife. No idea what smelling salts are or how they work, but in case someone had a touch of the vapours or got a bit fainty, uh, everyone would have some smelling salts. It was it was de rigueur. You don't. You're too young to remember this, aren't you, Kath? You probably just Way missed too this. Young. Do you um, remember years. the? Wow. Do you remember the smelling salts ever coming out? I remember us playing with them. I remember smelling salts. What do they weird. smell like? Smelling salts. Yeah, but what do they smell like? Smelling salts. Yeah, but what do they smell like? Smelling salts. Yeah, but what do they smell like? Smelling salts. Describe the smell. The smell of smelling salts. 
Bitter? No, I'm not really. Acrid? Scenty? It was a tiny little bottle. Lavender? And it had cotton wool in it. Yeah. And underneath the cotton wool were like tiny little sort of pellets, yes. tablets. Yeah. And we used to play with it as kids. We used what to did s- it smell like, though? Smelling salts! But describe the smell. Okay, um, imagine the smell of smelling salts. That's the smell. Okay, so that's the smell. You, Jessica, I'm right, aren't I? You're a nutter, you really are. I beg your now pardon. listen, <laughs> these things are called Mackenzie smelling salts. Yes. And they are, I'm not sure whether they're still obtainable, yeah. but not over long ago, yeah. I bought one for a friend of mine uh, from Boots in Bletchley. Oh. I've forgotten how much they were, but you're quite right. They do actually smell of ammonia. That's what I said. And it's a very acrid smell. Yeah. Not To me, it's not unpleasant, but some people, they go, oh, and nearly, you know, they blast their heads off. Um, they've got, like, a lot of little crystals inside. Yeah, yeah, is there cotton wool in there? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. In, it's just in the lid. And is it a tiny little bottle? Um, yeah, you can you can hold it very comfortably in the palm of your hand. Why did your friend want smelling salts? I don't know. Oh. Probably because I had one. Oh, <laughs> so you... I happened to say to her that I'd got it, and she said, oh, it's ever so handy when you've got a bunged-up nose if oh. you've got a cold. Oh, does it clear a bunged-up nose yeah, as well? Yeah, it sure does. Oh. I, can re- <laughs> I can remember once being in, in the office... And um, one of the ladies banged her hand by shutting the safe door on her fingers and she passed out. And and I promptly came up with my little smelling bottle and brought her around. Oh! Can I get... Right, okay. This is the phone-in for the next hour of the show. Have you ever brought someone around or been revived by smelling salts? 08459 455555. Now, the other thing you were asking about is the small fruit knife. Yep. I also have one of those. What? Even now? Yes, even now, not in my to. hand. Now, the reason Gangster. I have it, it is rather an attractive little thing with a mother-of-pearl handle, oh, and it belonged to my dad. Now, that's why I keep it. Isn't now, the last time it was used, yep. this sounds rather odd, yes. but yep. I was on a coach yep. going to Heathrow, and something happened to the door when it was opened and it got stuck and the driver said has anybody got a small knife (laughs) and I was the only one who'd got one He was looking at all these gangster boys at the back. They're going, no, sir, not me, sir. Everybody says, you have a good knife. Jessica, you're very... Can I... I'm going to assume that you're over um, 65. I'm 86. 86? Yes. You're not allowed to carry a knife anymore. Oh, I don't care. I've got one. Yeah. The, the, no copper's going to take you, are they? Oh, dare I say, I'll probably thump him once. Jessica, oh, blimey. Look at you. We talk about broken Britain from the point of view of the youth. It's the elderly people. <laughs> Jessica, you're a good sport. Thank you for your call. Okay. Take care. Yeah, bye-bye. There we go, you see. Well done. That's she's tooled up. She's tooled up, ready for the max. And if someone faints when she pulls the knife out, she can revive them and then cut them. That's what she can do. See, that's proper. That Well done her. She's got the smelling salts and a fruit knife in her bag. Ever been revived by or revived someone with smelling salts? That's the phone-in. That's what Beds, Hearts and Bucks wants. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, I've got a Swissy. Sorry? A Swiss Army knife. Where? Oh... 
You're not allowed. I'm not carrying it now, but I do own one. Home. No good there. No, it's no good there, is it? You but, carry um, it in your pants or something. But it was one of the things my dad gave me to equip me for life. Thanks, uh. Dad. I haven't got it. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's in Red Bull. Morning, Steve. Morning, mate. I carry a knife all the time. Sorry? I carry a knife all the time. What? Why? Well, I'm cutting barrels open and that. I've always got to have a knife well, on if, me. If it's for work, Steve, then, then well done you. Congrats. Many congrats. Yeah, as, as for uh, smelling salts, my yeah. dad used to carry a pot in his pocket all the time and he used to look at people, you know, get a, find a mug and he'd say, yeah, have a quick drawer of that, That'll keep your head clear. And um, they used to <laughs> near on fall on their knees with it. It's a, it's a strong old smell, isn't it? It certainly knocks you for six. Yeah, there was Mackenzie's and, the, and he had another bottle which come from, I think it was Spain or somewhere like that, and that was like three times the strength yeah, that, of Mackenzie's. That's Spanish. And Mackenzie sounds like a little bit of a lightweight. That's Spanish stuff, because they got, it's like European strength. Well, everything is stronger over <laughs> in Europe, isn't it? You know where I'm going with that. Yeah, and then, and then another thing, he yeah. was on about the snuff. Do you remember when you used to see the old boys walking along the road with the two rivers running down underneath their nose? I don't, what, what, because they've been snuffing? Yeah, I don't. I don't really. I don't really remember snuff. My only uh, the time I came across snuff was when I was about six, fifteen, sixteen, and we bought some for a laugh, and we we went through like a week of doing snuff at school because um, we thought it was like really mature. <laughs> we thought it was mature shoving pure tobacco <laughs> up, uh, nicotine up our noses. Um, so no, never. Uh, the, I, I don't really remember that. I can't believe that Catherine doesn't remember smelling salts and fruit knives though. Yeah, well, my mum always had a fruit knife, and we've still got that indoors, a, a, a fruit knife. Steve. That, that, that was lovely, that was. Thank you very much indeed. Leslie in Watford says, I remember we had a fruit bowl complete with its own set of eight knives around the edge. My dad always carried a flick... The the 70s were wonderful. I'm assuming this is the 70s. Weren't they wonderful? My father always carried a flick knife in the glove box of his car so he could make a sarnie. Wonderful! You see, we don't have that anymore. That's when people used to sit at the side of the road eating picnics. I have and still use my smelling salts. See, I'm getting a bit bunged up. I'm going to go to Boots today and see if I can get some smelling salts. Just around Jessica's. Who's Jessica? Tooled up grandma. Oh, the woman we just spoke to. Uh, bro- Hang on a second. Caroline says, I have and still use my smelling salts, eucalyptus oil and ammonia. I've brought myself round loads of times. How can yeah, you do I'm that? Out, can you? Oh, I've, I've fainted. I'm just going to get my bag. Oh, I must have fainted there. That's, that's not possible. <laughs> um, I've only ever fainted once. It's mad, it, isn't it? It was wonderful. It was one. I've always been jealous of fainters. Oh, no. I thought I was dying. Oh no! I loved it. Didn't the blackness come in? Yeah. Oh no! I didn't like it. It was. It was. uh, Let's say. Let's just say it was after a night. And I remember I was downstairs, and I was opening the (laughs) curtain. I won't describe the whole scene, Uh, but I was opening the curtains, and suddenly I was on the floor with my legs underneath me. I was just thinking, "Whoa, man! This feels really groovy, man." Whoa! I fainted. I think you just fell over. Yeah, sounds like you just You were drunk and fell over. What happened to me was there was like a ringing in my ears, and then this sort of cloak of darkness came from all corners of my vision, and I woke up on the floor. What happened to me is I was completely normal, just looking at my mum, and then bam, I'm being pinned up against the wall, and everyone's saying, why did you do that? And I said, what? And they... I'd, I'd apparently fallen on the floor, and then they'd (laughs) grab me up, but I had no... Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. 
Why are you both demeaning my fainting story? Because yours wasn't yours faint. Yours was rubbish. No, I fainted. Nah. Yours was very faint No, I didn't story. fall over. Uh, one minute I'm opening the curtains, then probably several minutes, maybe even days later, I'm on the floor and my, I, I start I'm, my, I'm doing this in my eyes, blinking, going, whoa, what happened there? <laughs> I'm glad you're showing us. So why are, you deme- why are you blinking. demeaning that? All right, I was wearing a dressing gown and nothing else. That's worse. And everything was on display. Everything. Was on display. Legs akimbo. You said they were underneath you. Exactly. But they were underneath me and akimbo. Wow. You know akimbo means That's on flexible. hips. <laughs> your legs on your hips. Why are you demeaning my fainting story? For goodness sakes. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Ever fainted, Alice? Never. Never? Never. You're miss you're missing out on one of God's great gifts to the human race. I think so. Seriously. We'll see if we can arrange it for you. There was a fact the 70s was a very d- bizarre and dark place. I won't go into details. There was a fashion during the 70s. I know, to make yourself faint at school. Terrible times. Have you ever seen a cat when it gets into its basket? It'll turn and turn and turn and stick its paws into the bottom. Right. And it sounds when it gets on your lap and it sticks its paws into your leg because it thinks it's going to sleep on a snake. Morning, morning, morning. Lots to talk about. Putting earrings into children, let's say, under the age of ten, is abuse. Why would you do it? Does, oh my God, offend you? When have you been revived or revived somebody with smelling salts? When was the last time you pulled a knife out of your bag? And one of Catherine Boyle's elbows is hot. And I don't mean in the sexy way, I mean literally hot. What earth is going on there? Everything else is dropped. There's a live a live test of Catherine's elbows has just taken place next door. Kelly? Right, so normal. Normal. Oh, it's really, it's, hot. it's really hot. Can anybody explain this mysterious phenomenon? Not even Ripley would be able to believe it him or herself. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Also, here's another thing we can do. Medical things you've not had that you, you're jealous you've not had, OK? I've fainted. I've only fainted once. I would like to faint more. I would like to have fainted more. I've never had a spontaneous nosebleed. I would love to. Ha- I'd, love, I'd love to be out with some friends and they go, Oh, um, Ian, you're, uh, you're, your nose is... Ble- oh, I've got a nosebleed. Oh, I'm just going to go and get some toilet. Oh, this, this is right. This happens. I'd love to be able to you're do that. weird. I've never broken a bone. Apart oh, from, I, I, think, I think I broke a toe, but no one. Well, apparently, we, we break our little toe every day, and you wouldn't know. You don't know it, uh, and I, I'm sure I broke a toe, and I got no sympathy. It's not opposable, is it? No, no, you no. Can peel a banana with it. I, um, I don't want to, but I want to break a bone. I want to no, have a cast. Don't. I've broken this one twice. She's pointing to her arm. Other elbow, the cool elbow. The cool elbow. This one, I've just banged. I don't think it's broken. Yeah. I think it's just. Um, Swollen. I've had a black eye. Have that you? was good. That was real never black, had a black eye. eye. I don't oh, know. it was great. It was great. I had a black eye. Walked into something though. I didn't get wallop. Um, broken nose. 
No, I've not broken anything. Never broken anything. Um, so, yeah, okay, medical conditions that you, you've not had that you're envious of others for having. 08459-455-555 is the, uh, the telephone number if you want to give us a call on that. There's got to be plenty. Kelly? Uh, uh, Lots of people ringing about Catherine's hot elbow. Oh, really? Calls coming soon. Wow, this, this is turning into a thing. Suddenly, the whole show is, is taken on a life of its own. 08459-455-555. Slightly more serious things. A Hertfordshire woman has been jailed for stealing more than £20,000 from two elderly women in her care. 61-year-old Elizabeth Hedger had been hired to look after the 91- and 88-year-old sisters from Wellin when she helped herself to their savings to fund her gambling addiction. When they found out what she'd done, the sisters were, ex- sisters, sorry, were extremely reluctant to press charges. She'd been working for them for seven years. Well, I'm joined now by Dr John Beer, who's Chair of Action on Elder Abuse. Good morning to you, John. Morning, Ian. Um, how big a problem is financial abuse against the elderly? Um, well, we a prevalent survey reckons there are 500,000 incidents of abuse of older people a year, and 20% of those, but rising, are uh, financial abuse. So 100,000 items a year, we reckon. Who's, who's generally doing it? Well, everybody. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, the potential for relatives to do it is very great when they look after mum or dad's affairs, and that comes to the notice of the law and the court from time to time. Often when one daughter or son discovers that the other one's ripping off mum's money. Uh, but it happens in care homes. It happens in uh, with private carers. Um, and uh, we think, it, partly because of the number of older people but partly you know economic hardship people uh think oh well they won't miss a few hundred and and that's how it can multiply up to figures like twenty thousand. is that i mean this this case is, is slightly different elizabeth hedger was a carer and she obviously had uh, issues with with gambling i'm interested in what you said about family members doing it are you saying that children often do it Oh yes, yes, yes. I mean, they, you know, they, wow. they, they. We get we action on elder abuse runs a helpline, and a number of calls we get of people saying, "I think my brother's stealing from my mother," or you know, and it's it can be the relative who's uh, you know living with the, the the parents and looking after them, or it can be one who lives miles away but perhaps has access to their bank account. That's cause I, 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 my mum's in care, and I have I have uh, power of attorney, as does my sister, and I have full access to to her bank account and I am very meticulous any time I take some money out of mum's account to pay for something for her I always declare it to my sister always make sure it, it strikes me odd that you could do that to a family member well, I'm afraid not all families are, wow. are good and decent. And yes, I mean, my, my own family, I mean, you, you know, you, you feel that you're in a position of trust. And of yeah. course, you know, there's some paint this badly for everybody. Most relatives are meticulous and want to, you know, take that position of trust and, and look after mum or dad's affairs properly. But, but uh, you know, a lot do not. The, the, this case of uh, this Elizabeth Hedger, she took £20,000. She got sentenced to a year. What yeah. do you think about a year? Well, I mean, this is another interesting point. The, the law tends to look fairly leniently on this. 
can't believe that there are sufficient prosecutions for people to think that they run a risk. I mean, if you went and stole £20,000 from, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, a shop, I mean, if you, you know, or a bank, you say you took £20,000, do you think you'd get away with a year? No, I think it would be treated much more seriously. And yet, a position, a person in a position of trust, uh, which is usually by the law is regarded as something important, only a year for £20,000 stolen over such a long period of time? I, I don't think that would be deter people, would it? And I, I think what makes this case so distasteful is that uh, it, it was a carer. It was someone that these women had invited into their home to help them and was no doubt doing, you know, the, the, the very intimate things with them. And, and these women were reluctant to press charges because they, they saw uh, Ms Hedger as a friend. Yeah. Well, of course, that's part of the way that, you know, the word of grooming, that if you are up to no good, first of all, you've got to build the trust so that, uh, and then people, yes, people are reluctant. And we've seen it, for instance, with relatives where uh, a, a mother will say, if I if I shop my son to the to the police, I won't see him again. It's not that they go to prison necessarily, but he 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 won't come round again. So I'd rather put up with being stolen from than lose contact. And and that's the position you're in. And if you're lonely and isolated, you know, somebody who cares enough about you to look after you, you're going to turn a blind eye to it. John, is there anything we can do as 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 neighbours, as family members? Is there anything we can do to to protect vulnerable people? Well, perhaps what we first ought to do is those of us who who are getting on in years, but certainly by time, making sure we've all got wills, making sure we've all identified who we would want to have power of attorney for us, somebody that we trust, you know, so that if we do start to get problems with our memory, we have already made it as safe as we can. And then, of course, yes, you you look after, if you see somebody that that, uh, looks worried or anxious an older person uh, that you know then ask them you know what are, what are you worried about you know look into it and 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 show that care and and of course uh, the other thing i would say is we do run a helpline and we're always available to to respond to people's calls and and advise them about what they could do about it and we wouldn't be shopping them to to the police but we would be advising people how to manage it and people can find the helpline if they if, if what if they look online or call call director inquiries i suppose well um two things i mean uh, uh, I'll give you the number Go in on, a yeah. second, yeah, which is uh, 0808 808 8141. Okay, but if you Google uh, Action on Elder Abuse, it's all there, and uh, our, our, our advisors would be there to help people. John, good luck. Keep fighting the good fight. Dr. John Beer, Chair of Action on Elder Abuse. I can't imagine a family, but like a kid, just a kid, a, a, a child of, of someone elderly plundering do you know what no actually i can't imagine it i can't imagine it quite yeah. easily there's a sense of entitlement with some people isn't there yeah. they're gonna get it anyway why not have it now yeah and i can all do you know what? i can also see it as well if if someone's in a care home and they're paying extortionate care fees that they, they think are unfair them going well actually we might as well have a little bit of that. I can, I can kind of understand. How awful, that. How awful indeed. Uh, John, thank you very much. Now, on the subject of Kath's hot elbow, Lynn's in Hazelmere. Morning, Lynn. Good morning. Is it something we should be worried about or indeed even something we should be interested in? Well, 
wasn't worried about, but I just said to her, does her elbow hurt? Because yes. she could have tendonitis, you know, with the inflammation of the tendon at let's, the elbow. Let's ask, Catherine, does your elbow hurt? Yes. Yes, it does. Um, Go to the doctors then. Yeah, no, well, so- I know why. I was acting oh. the goat yesterday and I banged it. She banged oh. her elbow. She's got a little, tiny, little, tiny, tiny little scratch there, Lynn. Didn't half bleed, though. And she's, um, she's not being very brave about it, if I'm honest. Could it just be the bump? Well, it could be. Yeah, it could be. But if she scratched it, did she, did she clean it when she scratched it? She, she spat on it and rubbed it with a finger. Oh, dear. Oh. Well, it could, it could be infected if it's hot. Oh, gosh. You've got, you got a manky-infected you manky elbow. Amputation, Lynn? <laughs> Because I've got a fruit knife. No, I don't think that's, that's very nice. Smelling salts? Well, it might help. Yeah. Tell you what, I really need a cup of tea. Yeah, <laughs> so do I, girls. You should treat her to a nice cup of tea. Funny you should say that. Yeah. Biscuit would be lovely. Hobnob. The, the milk's off. No, I've got milk. It's off. Not the one I bought. Oh, I smelt it this morning. I it's bought off. it yesterday. It's off. No, what you, the... You're sniffing the wrong one. Maybe it's just the, end, no, the rim the that you're sniffing. No, it's the one that says breakfast on it, and I think it's been left There's out. There's two breakfasts. One was what I bought, yeah. and I used all of that this morning. Yeah. That hey, guys, was nice. Lynn, do you see what you've started now? I'm very sorry. You've made my milk go off. <laughs> Lynn, thank you very much indeed. Has that milk really gone off? I bought that yesterday. You you to bring it, it down and you can smell it. What the flipping heck is going on? No, fudge and pickle, don't say that Sorry, anymore. what the fudge and pickle is going on with that fridge? I don't know. Who do I complain to? Uh. Steal some milk. Okay, from who? JVS. No, no! no! JVS. From the cartons of milk! Not JVS. Not JVS! I'm not saying steal his milk. I'm saying, sti- I'm saying use the cartons of milk that we have in the drinks machine. From JVS. I'm not getting it from here. I don't want you to get JVS's milk. I'm saying use the cartons of milk from the drink machine, JVS. What? What Simon on, on news? Yeah, Nick Simon Oxley's, he won't care. Okay. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Knits. Alice? Knits. Ever had knits? I haven't, no. Oh, see, I've not Oh, wait, had... no, I have when I was little. Ah, what was it like? I think it was probably not very nice. Could you see them? No, but you combed them out and then you could see them. Yeah. The little tiny thing. Alice, thank you very much. So this is I, You can see them. I wouldn't mind having knits. Oh, you would? No. You feel very drained with them. What do you mean? My so, sister's a teacher and she said when you have a child wow. with knits, you can tell. If they have them for too long, they start to look very drained. Wow. Oh, I want I want knits. No, you won't like it. Diseases that you've not had that you'd like to have. 08459 555555. <laughs> it's up there with um, famous handkerchiefs. Ever had knits, Jonathan? Oh, yeah. Have you? Yeah. Did it leave you feeling drained? I don't know. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Very long time ago. I wouldn't mind it. What? I'm just saying, I'm just saying diseases you've not had that you wouldn't mind having. You've never had nits? Never had nits. Don't be silly. Of course, everyone's had nits. Well, not everyone's had nits. Really? Yeah. Everyone's had chicken pox. You're confusing the two. Uh, no, not everyone's had chicken pox. Why? Who's not had chicken pox? I know people who haven't had chicken pox. Oh, well, they're, they're, are they adults or the children? Yes, adults well, are dangerous. Exactly. They could, mm. they could actually die. Oh, yes. Well, let's hope they're not listening to this. Let's ruin their morning. Well, <laughs> they won't catch it from me saying it. How can you not have had nits? You've got children. Surely they must come home riddled in the things. No. <laughs> we'll discuss this in a second. BBC Three Counties Radio. I remember the knit nurse. Yes. Remember her vividly. White coat, white hair. And I was always disappointed when... Um, are you doing a coffee run? Yeah. Do you remember when you said... Oh, yeah. Don't, yeah. I'm not using your milk, JVS. <laughs> <laughs> no. Kels. Kels. Use his milk. Uh... <laughs> 
It's all right, you've got my permission. <laughs> uh, my milk's gone off, I only bought it yesterday. Oh, they don't melt milk like they used to. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't, they don't. These blooming foreign cows yeah. coming over here doing it for... Anyway, the knit nurse, and she'd always say, right, you're clean, next... And I was always dis- I always felt less than when she said that. I don't really know whether I did have nits. Oh, what? I just remember my mother putting the chemicals on my hair, my brother's hair. But my mother might have done that just as a precautionary measure. That's a little bit, um, I, no disrespect, but a little bit. That's a little bit weird. <laughs> well, that's like putting a yeah. plaster cast on your arm just in case you break it. But if you got one of the letters round to say yeah. the class is riddled in with nits, yeah. I mean, you would, wouldn't you? We never had it. We never had it. No? Oh. The knit lady used to, she used to be one of our, our neighbours. Well, that's handy. You could wave at the knit lady. Oh. <laughs> Imagine that. So what does, your, what does your mum do? Oh, she's a knit nurse. Yes. Uh, oh, did she do it? No, she just goes around to schools checking to see if kids have got nits. Oh, right, nice one. Yeah, thanks. Well, I would imagine you've made everybody scratch. Yes, good. For, if you're if you're having nits at the moment, enjoy your breakfast. What's on your show this morning? Well, on the subject of children, actually, not nits, yep. but food. Oh, yes, yeah. On this morning's big phone-in, I'm asking, is it okay to give school children pies and fried food twice a week from January next year? Oh. State schools will only be allowed to give children pies and fried food twice a week. They'll also have to provide at least one portion of vegetables per day. The Department for Education says previous rules had done a lot to improve meals in schools, but these new regulations will make it simpler for schools to feed children healthily. Well, I know that children like fatty food, and perhaps you think that it's okay to treat them to a nice bit of fish and chips on a Friday, but I wonder, is there is there really any need to give children fried food at school? I mean, you don't need fried food, do no, you? No, no, it's not you one of the basic elements. You don't need a pie. Generally, fried food and a pie. Why, why, why are you laughing? This is such a good sentence. You don't need a pie. But you don't need a pie. And you don't need fried food. It may well be a tasty Very a treat. Tasty. Imagine a fried pie. But you don't need it. So isn't, shouldn't schools be giving children healthy food five days a week? Because the chances are the parents give the children a bit of unhealthy food a couple of times a week. So if, yeah. the, if the schools give children only healthy food, yeah. wouldn't that be better? Or am I being a bit of a meanie to suggest that? Do you think there's nothing wrong with just a couple of days of the week giving them a, you know, a great big Cumberland sausage, love a big sausage all covered in batter oh, or something like that? Baby. Oh, God, they used to do that in my school. It was just Baby, disgusting. baby, baby. Uh, no, I th- yes, I think at school they should give them healthy food. Only healthy food, no yeah, pies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No Why pies? Not? No pies. Save the pies for home. Right. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Ian Lee says children should not <laughs> be given fried food and pies from nine this morning. What do you reckon? Is it okay to give school children pies and fried food twice a week? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I'd love your call. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm sure, I'm sure I saw something jumping around in Jonathan's hair while we were doing it. What on earth are you doing? I've wrapped my headphone cable around my wheels. Okay. 08459 455555. Got some texts here. I'll do those uh, after half past. But now the big tour is in Bletchley this week where people have mixed feelings um, uh, about plans to regenerate one of the town's most run-down areas. The Lakes Estate was built back in the 60s and it's set for a little bit of a facelift with new housing and the possibility of demolition for a rather shabby block of flats called Serpentine Court. 
Joined now by Jan Lloyd, who chaired the Neighbourhood Plan Working Group, which is made up of volunteers, residents and councillors. Morning, Jan. Good morning. Jan, you were a councillor on the Lakes Estate for more than a decade. Why does it need regeneration? Because it's very old and it's no longer fit for purpose in many aspects. It was built um, as London Overspill before Milton Keynes, um, so one would expect it to be need, needing some um, more than a facelift. Give me a couple of examples of, of, of what you think is wrong with it, where it can be improved. Well, um, in the run-up to this interview, you, it was mentioned Serpentine Court. Yeah. Um, Serpentine Court particularly is no longer fit for purpose. It's, um, it's full of condensation, it's extremely expensive to maintain, and it's not actually possible, in my view, to maintain it to a standard that the people living there deserve. So that's going to be demolished, isn't it, and, and replaced? This is, this is the idea, yes. I, I have to say that the plan that we're talking about has not got specific plans for what's going to happen. Ah. That's still up for grabs. Ah, okay. So, um, so th- this, this is an overall idea as to what needs to be done, um, and the people on the lakes are well aware that without uh, some additional um, properties being uh, given, none of the benefits will accrue. We spoke to uh, Jeanette Marling from the Lakes Estate Residents Association earlier, and she says that, that people haven't been consulted properly and fears that the new developments are an excuse to hide away the rest of the Lakes Estate. What would you say to that, Jan? Um, she's wrong. <laughs> I have a document in front of me which is, oh, hundreds of pages long almost. Um, it's the, the biggest part of this plan is the consultation statement. It is enormous. It has every um, consultation uh, comment, whether um, at the consultation uh, meetings, at the workshops, at the seminars, uh, and it is huge. There has been an enormous amount of consultation starting way back in 2007 at the Place Check. Jeanette has been a part of... um, the task and finish group that, uh, that I chaired um, so she's been consulted regularly on that um, and there are hundreds and hundreds of consultation reports um, you know uh, the, the things that individuals have said um, I'm, I'm afraid that idea that consultation has not happened is incorrect Jan, listen, no doubt we'll be speaking uh, closer to the time this happens. I know this is uh, still got a couple of years to go, but thank you for your time. Jan Lloyd, uh, 08459 555555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Steve's in Dunstable! Oh, yay, oh, yay. Oh, yay! Steve is in Dunstable, spouting a load of rubbish! Yeah, your rubbish won't make more sense. Well, in, in, in your tiny world... Although, I've got to say, Steve, the last few times you've called in, I've agreed with your, um, your slightly yeah, right-wing you, views. You're coming to my way of thinking. That's terrifying, if that's true. Go on, what you got today, mate? Well, I, um, about, I heard about the um, elderly being robbed somewhere or whatever. I caught, caught some of that. Why don't the government pay um, relatives to look after their own relatives at home? He should have sent them to a nursing home and charging, you know, yeah. well, I don't know what, £700 a week to look after someone else. It's not always practical, is it? 
No, well, yeah, they can build extensions. The councils build extensions for disabled people in their houses. So, well, well, the, hang on, you can't go to build build an extension every time you need um, a, a, an elderly person needs, needs looking after. And also, it's not always practical for the family. What if they've got jobs? What if they've got oh, kids? No, no, I, yeah, I understand that. But I mean, the general, if if we can try more to go that way down the line, then surely it save the country money and your own family's looking after you rather than the stranger. The same with children and childcare. Why have a kid and then stick it in the childcare when it's two and three? I mean, well, if so you, you love your s- child that much, you wouldn't ship them out, would you? No, but you, you, you put them into <laughs> childcare so you can go to work to uh, to set a, a, a good example to that child and be yeah, but you pay for them. Work, yeah, but people that go to work having kids have family tax credit and it's costing the government, it's costing the country money. You go to work to, no, to the, make the, the country the, rich, not to go to work no, just to make it looks good. You don't understand family tax credit. Family tax yeah, credit. Yeah, I don't well, know. Well, well, no, you don't, Steve. Was a kid in their red family tax Steve, credit. Steve, their family allowance. Steve, you don't pay for people to go to work. Steve, Steve, the family tax credit. I don't care. <laughs> you don't care in the truth. No, I, I, this I'll is, tell I know you, what I'm on about. No, you don't. I'll tell you. Family tax credit allows people to go to work, thereby stopping them being on benefits, thereby saving you a shed load of money. Yeah, but then what about the children? So you have kids and you ship them out. No, you you're not shipping them out. You're, they're they're going off. They're being looked after. You're you're yeah, working. You're you make... have kids. Listen, you have kids to look after them yourself. You don't have okay. kids because you so, just want right. to have a better life. No, and you're you right. Better things for them. You're you're, you're right. You're, you're, you're right, Steve. You don't you don't have kids because you want them to have a better life. Uh, you're right. You want a better life, but emotionally, you've got to have the kids that are properly no, Steve, brought up. Otherwise, it's not a crime. Steve, Steve, you're right. You're right. So yeah, uh, on one way. <laughs> no, you're, 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 you're right, Steve, you're right. All parents should stay at home and not work and sign on. Not all parents, obviously if one of them's working, whoever it wants to oh, earn most money, doesn't okay. matter, does it? Okay, so one parent should work, the other parent should stay at home and sign on, yeah? Well, exactly. There's okay. No, hold on, hold on, there ain't much sign on. If there's enough money, they won't need to sign on. But what if there's not enough money? What if, if, if the one person well, is working... Back in the day, we didn't have mobile phones and all this gadgetry we got today. I mean, people would have more money not in their sure, pocket. Not sure what that's... Not sure, Steve, not sure what that's got to do with anything. Go back to the point. What if the one parent who's working isn't earning enough to support everybody? Well, obviously, eventually, the, the woman or the man, whoever, can get a part-time job. But what if they you can't... You have to sacrifice. Well, don't have a kid, then. Steve, simple. thank you very much indeed. He's, he's right, it's simple. Um, don't have a kid if you want to work. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. We, we have come up with some phoning gold. We're, we're back on fire. Yeah, I'm bunged up. That's what it sounds like, but... We're having phone in gold this morning. We are asking, diseases or conditions you've never had that you're envious of? I'd love to get a spontaneous nosebleed. Never had it. Probably never will. Probably never will. How are you? Well, when your blood pressure goes, then then you will. Carpet Martin says, as a child, I was always envious of other kids' broken bones and the inevitable cast signing at school. Weren't we all? I only got a half one, though, so they couldn't sign my cast. Could they not? No. Nope. Cast. Cast. He, he continues to say, uh, cast, I finally broke oh, my cast. wrist two years ago. Turns out it's not as fun as I was expecting. No. And that's the thing. That's the disappointment. So we're, we're talking that. 08459 455555. Um, Catherine's got tinnitus in, in her ear. Uh, not her ear. Uh, uh, tendonitis in your... One elbow is hot, the other elbow is cold. Yeah, because I banged it. 
can we explain that phenomenon? But you banged it yesterday. Yeah. So can we explain It's still that quite swollen, I can feel it. Phenomenon. 08459 is the uh, telephone number. Uh, we're also asking, have you ever been revived by or used smelling salts? And when was the last time you were proud to pull a, a knife out of a bag or a pocket and go, Ia! Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Another thing we're talking. Lots of gold this morning, just yeah, absolutely, boss. Yep. You missed when you were away. You missed celebrity handkerchiefs. Oh what? Uh, yeah. Oh man, it was a it was the best phone-in I've ever done. Ah no no, I was there for that actually. Oh, we had you? Paparossi. Yeah. We had uh, Del Boy. No, I remember that. Oh, that, was, that was that okay. was phoning gold. Another thing we're talking about today is. Um, oh my God! If you want to give us a call on that, do you find it offensive? And 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 this is like a month's worth of shows we're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kim Kardashian has had her baby's ears pierced. Yep, the baby's like not even a year old. I think it's abuse. I think it's physical abuse mm. to pierce a baby's ears. Now there will be some people saying, "Well, the Sikh community uh, does it." It's well, the Sikh community is wrong. Just like, and I'm going to say it, communities that um, um, that circumcise their babies Babies, their male babies um, is is wrong. Hey, you don't hold back. I don't hold back. No. It's wrong. It's abuse to cut a bit. Let's cut a bit off your your son's willy, shall we? Why he's <laughs> only a few weeks old. No, we don't matter. We're going to do it. That's not abuse. Mm. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. The ear piercing, though, just that's what you've been out and about. Yes, I mean, about. I mean, this baby, I believe, was uh, one year old at the weekend. Um, the pictures in this morning's Daily Mail. So what I've done this morning, in I've uh, taken the image out onto the streets. I've been talking to young parents, asking them is this child abuse here's what people had to say chloe there is the picture yeah. that child is a uh, one-year-old yeah the ears are pierced is that child abuse mm, no i don't think so no no because i think they're at the right age to have it done i think it was what even at one yeah i do i mean it's up to Seriously? the parent yeah i do i think it's up to the parent yeah. and you're here with your child this morning how old is your child she's two and a half but she can't actually have her ears pierced because she's got something on her ear so she can't actually have them done but if she could have had them done i would have got done. Are you a bit laid back because you are smoking in front of your child as well this morning? If you'd stop me just because I'm smoking a cigarette, that's a bit that's a bit wrong really, isn't it? You asked me a question about ears piercing, mm. not smoking. Thank you very much. Okay. Isaac, uh, there is the picture. What's your reaction to that, sir? That's a pretty kid, but I wouldn't agree with uh, piercing their ears, but it's everyone's own opinion, isn't it? So. Mm. I mean, you're here again with your child this morning. How old is she? She's eight years old. And her ears aren't pierced, are they? No. When do you think might be the right age for her? For the child makes up her own mind to do it herself so that's my opinion anyway it's up to her when she's ready she'll tell you that's it yeah again madam you've got uh, a young child you're seeing that picture is that right no too young when do you think is the right age I don't know maybe when they're about six or seven is it child abuse I wouldn't go as far as saying child abuse, but um, it's more for them, the parents' satisfaction than for the child. Come on, Stacey, there is the image. Tell me your initial reaction to what you're seeing there. Me personally, until my baby can say to me, Mum, I want my ears pierced, I wouldn't pierce their ears. It's too young. They've got no choice in it, so they should be able to ask for stuff like that. Do you think it's cruel to, to have a, a baby's ears pierced at, at one year old? Well, it hurt her. I remember having my ears pierced and it hurt me. Mm. <laughs> and that was I your asked, choice. And I asked for it, so that's not a problem. The baby's got no choice in it, so why do it? And it doesn't add any value. It's a little baby. It doesn't need his ears pierced. But then again, they're two famous people, aren't they? So look at my child, look. Exactly. You see the pictures. It's all for show. I want to marry that woman. Was she yeah. good looking? She was very good looking, I, I that woman because yeah. she's bang on and that yeah. first woman yep 
Gosh. She she would she thinks there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. She, she the only reason she's not pierced her two and a half year old baby's ears is because she's got something on her ears. Yep. And then she had a go at you because you picked her up on smoking. Yep. I mean, Ian, I have to say the voices there. We had other voices as well, of course. Well, we are tight on time, but uh, only one person who thought that this was acceptable. That was the first lady you're talking about there. A buggy in one hand and a fag in the other. Oh, Justin, Justin, Justin. It, it, it scares me and it upsets me that people think that that would be okay to do that to them. But babies are beautiful. Children mm. are beautiful. Even the ugly ones are beautiful. <laughs> they are. There's some babies are ugly, but they're beautiful. They're pure. We don't need to do any... They've got, they've got you know, if they're lucky, they've got another 85 years to, mm. to mess up their bodies and screw up whatever it... You know... Just let them be pure. It's all about show. You know, here we have a couple of very famous parents saying, look at my child. And again, to, to go back to a few points in there, a few parents saying, well, that child hasn't got a choice. The time will be right when my child comes to me and says, mum or dad, I want my ears pierced. But of course, in this case, the child's had absolutely no choice whatsoever. And there we, we see the pictures this morning of a baby who is just one year old with the ears pierced. Justin, excellent stuff this morning. Thank you very much indeed. Sheila's in St Albans. Good morning, Sheila. Good morning. What illnesses would you like to have that you haven't had? I think you're being a little bit insensitive because um, I've got dystonia. A I lot of people. I don't know what that means. Well, look it up on the computer. Or you could tell me. I could tell you it's it's a problem where the brain says to a muscle, yeah. "Hey, you're going that way," and then the other muscle says, "No, I don't oh, want to go going that the way. Other way." You're off. You're off, and Wallet. you start. It's not a killer. I wouldn't want that one. Well, right, okay. Um, would you like what my nephew's got, which is cerebral palsy and Down syndrome? Um, wouldn't like those ones, no. No. No, no. So when you say, oh, I'd like to have an illness, yeah. you know, there are a lot of us yeah. who've got something that yeah. we've had no choice whatsoever. Yeah. We can't do anything about it. We yeah. can't have an operation. Yeah. And we think to ourselves, you know, if I said... Would your sons like to have meningitis? Um, Would no, you feel you think Sheila, yourself well, that's a bit unfair? You know, Sheila. Yes. You're not really getting into the spiritual, are you? I'm not saying. Oh, do you know what? I've not had cancer. I wouldn't mind a bit of cancer. I'm not saying that, Sheila. I'm talking about nosebleeds, nits, and broken arms. Well, get into the lighten up, Sheila. All right. What about if you've got someone in the family oh, that happens go. to have happens to have the problem where they break their arms and legs? Oh, Sheila. No. Yellow card. Yellow card. You're not playing. You're not getting involved in the spirit of it and you know you're not you've got a chip well, on your shoulder not really yes, not really yes no, Sheila no. I, I just think that sometimes sometimes when you've said a few things oh, you Sheila. kind of think to yourself it's oh, a little bit insensitive Sheila when, at what point did I say hey do you know what I really fancy having cerebral palsy because that looks funny not no. said that Sheila at all and you know I've not said that but, and but I think it's I think it's I think it's a little bit mean spirited of you to come on and you're more than welcome to come on and I like you but I think it's a little bit mean spirited of you to, to, to pull that card well, I still think that sometimes even the small things like broken bones or whatever can be for those people, for those children, can be oh, a little bit... Sheila, guess what? I know. I know. You know? What? Yeah, I know. Now we have the silent treatment? No, we, no, we have the amazed treatment, Sheila, that you phone up to be so petty, and I'm really disappointed that you've not got it this morning. But thanks very much for your call. Okay. What was that about? Well, at what point have I said, hey, do you know what? That multiple sclerosis looks really, really funny, because people can't, like, walk and stuff. I wouldn't mind that. 
that's not it at all. Come on, get with the programme, guys. No. The game is, which, I fancy having nosebleeds. I fancy being a fainter. I think what we're doing is going back to our childhoods uh, and looking around the classroom and thinking, oh, that's never happened to me. And we know it's sh- silly. And we're only joking. And we're certainly not talking about serious, serious conditions like that. Oh, dear. Well, let, let's, let's give Sheila the benefit of the doubt and assume that she's having a tough week, shall we? Because Sheila normally does excellent calls. Jeffrey's in Leighton Buzzard. Morning, Jeffrey. Morning, Ian. What would you like to say? I've got a bottle of smelling salts that belonged to my grandmother. Whoa! He died just after the Second World War at 87. Wow! And she, and she had it when she was 21. And if I open it, that is strong. So hang on, so let me uh, do, do the math then. So that, that's, that's going to be like 100 years old or something. Oh, yeah. And then must some. Be, must be at least that, yeah. Have you got some in front, have you got, have you got them in front of you now? I've got it with me now, yeah. Are you, you going to open it and take a sniff live on air? <laughs> yeah, mate, you're warm, mate. Come on, Jeffrey, take that lid off and give it a take. A, breathe in as deep as you can. Uh, yeah, just hang on, I'll take a whip. These, these smelling salts are about 140 years old. You yeah, just hang on the neck, the neck. Here we go, fella. Oh, blimey, oh. Oh, tears to, oh, tears to my eyes. Very strong. Jeffrey, you're a good sport. There, come on! There we go. We've gone from the sublime. He's just sniffed 140-year-old smelling salts. Is he all right? Is he still there, Jeffrey? You, are you okay? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. Yeah, you still with it? Yeah, I, 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 I mean, yeah, I sniff it two or three times like, when I felt really horrible. And you take a sniff, and I tell you what, that clears your head. <laughs> oh, Jeffrey! Now we talk about good sports, ladies and gentlemen. Jeffrey has just sniffed 140-year-old smelling salts in the last 15 minutes. Have you got anything older than 140-year-old smelling salts that you can sniff for us live on the air? It's, remi- oh, oh, it's just reminding me, I've got something really old to smell one day. I'll do that in a second. Old, old things you can smell. We'll do that. This is going to be gold. Old things you like to sniff. <gasps> I'm not looking at you, Kath. Right, remind me, we're not going to waste this on today's show, okay? Because this is, this is up there with celebrity handkerchiefs. Right, okay. Things you're saving to have a sniff of. A.K.A. old things you like to smell. I have got a sealed album. It's sealed. It's still in the plastic wrap. It's sealed from 1970. Right. Right. One day when, I don't know what, when, it, when everything has collapsed around my ears, as it inevitably will, I'm going to sit in a dark room. I'm going to get that record. I'm going to get a Stanley knife. Mm. I'm going to slice it open. I'm going to take a whiff of pure 1970. But what if it doesn't smell? It's going to... 1970 is trapped inside that vinyl. It's trapped in that record. And I'm going to take a sniff of it, baby. And it's going to feel good, man. I'm going to go back in time. Wow, you're boring. No, I'm not boring. <laughs> Such a whiff. I am going to get... A, just going to get a whiff of pure 1970. You like to sniff old books, don't you, Kelly? Yeah. There we go. Everyone likes to sniff an old book. I'm not going to save it and then sit in a dark room and do it. Because you don't know what life is like, love. What? You've got your stick insects. You want to go and buy yourself a fancy miniature hedge. All your trendy pets. I've That's got a your sealed... idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's my idea. Yeah, you haven't got your own ideas. You, you've got my own ideas. <laughs> Kath, what old things do you like to have a sniff of every now and then? I like... <laughs> 
I like all Can I just say, Jonathan Vernon-Smith gave you, Kelly, a very, very disapproving look there. I He's know. actually shaking his head. you know what, Jonathan? I'm appalled, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm dealing with it on both sides this morning. As usual. I like old books. Yeah. Uh, I like an old record. Yeah. I'm quite partial to an old <laughs> handbag. My handbags all smell of kind of. Um, Hang on, I did a joke there, guys. I did a classic yeah, joke. Yeah, I know. Go on, then, take a handbag. Get it? No. Clever, arty. Any, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, my grandma's handbags all smell of kind of um, pa- like a sort of powdery scent. Anyway, good story. I'm glad you're starting with tomorrow, this. Tomorrow, tomorrow. James, if you've called in, James, about old things you like to smell or smells you're saving, I'm afraid, James, I'm going to have to nix that, veto it, <laughs> tie a knot in it, zip it up. We're doing that on tomorrow's show, James. I'm not calling about that. Oh, fair play. What have you called in for? I just, uh, I thought, if, if you carry on giving people silent treatment being cruel to them, I'm sure they'd love to help you to have a nosebleed. What, what, hang on, what, what, say that again. What, what, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's lots of people out there to help you with your spontaneous oh, hang, on, hang on a second. You're <laughs> suggesting they give me a, a knuckle sandwich. I'd never condone mindless acts of violence. It'd just be cruel, wouldn't but it? this wouldn't be mindless, is what you're saying. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm not even putting the words in my mouth. It may be amusing and quite entertaining. Ever had a nosebleed, James? Uh, I've had, uh, well, I've been punched in the nose. You've got a violent knife you lead. Are you Muhammad Ali or something? (laughs) Ever, ever had nits? Um, no, because I always had short hair. I remember my mum cut my hair um, in the summer. So, daughters, um, they have had nits. Can you not get nits if you've got short hair? They don't like yeah, they like to stay around the back of the head where it's nice and hot and free. I did not know that. James, thank yeah. you for your, uh, your your incitement to uh, to violence. We have recorded that and we'll be passing it on to the, th- the authorities as uh, as soon as we can. So thank you very much for that. 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number. I'm surprised that nobody has called in to defend the abusive practice of um, putting uh, earrings into young children's ears. Because people love it. People do love it. And people think, oh, it's all right. It makes them look pretty. Makes them look pretty. I've heard tales of them going out with people's, with grandparents and coming back with their ears pierced. That would cause a massive oh, what, the grandparents have done stink. it? Yeah. And taken them out? Yeah, I've oh. heard that before. Oh. When I am a grandparent, I will enjoy um, falling out with my children. It's inevitable. Yeah, but that's and with sweets and fizzy drinks and stuff not yeah. earrings yeah well you don't I, you don't know i do think it's abuse and i don't and i don't want to you know diss the entire jewish population the circumcision thing man i don't i don't get it i don't get it the americans do it too as a matter the of americans course. do do it they do it. and my youngest had to be circumcised for medical reasons and it was a real when they said we're gonna have to do this it, I, my heart sank and i it was a real moment of conscience and, and we had to do it because he, he, he was getting bladder infections and you know they, they, they kind of we had followed the doctor's recommendation but doing it just because you know years ago you li- used to live in a desert and they didn't have a fridge for prawns or something. It just, it just seems so wrong to me. Why has is, why is no one ever kind of questioned that and said, you know what, guy, guys, do you, we should have a meeting about this because there's something about cutting a bit off a baby's penis without his consent that maybe maybe we should talk about this maybe this isn't right america jewish i know other faiths it just it just strikes me as odd 
No, it strikes me as worse. It strikes me as abusive. I wait four five nine four double five five double five. Dave Luton. Morning, Dave. Good morning, boss. Dave. Now listen. Oh, you're, you're an intelligent young man. Yeah, thank. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, thanks. Cheers, pal. Have you young. have you got a computer? <laughs> no, don't, never. I don't know how to put one on. Okay. Have you got um, uh, an MP3 player? No. A, a phone. What mobile? Smartphone. No. Can you what what phone you got? Just mobile. Can it go on the internet? No. Right. It's just a Nokia. Though the uh, what do they call them? Nokia's. This twenty-year-old uh, one. A, 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 a pocket telephone. Yeah. Right. Do you ever go... the aerial. Okay, Dave. Do you ever go to the library? Yes. Right. And again, not very much often, but they've got computers again. in there. I don't give it to monkeys. I don't, I'm not interested in computers. You don't give them to monkeys? No. You give them to monkeys. I don't give them monkeys. Hey, here with the monkeys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. what I want you to do, Dave, and I think this no. will benefit... Yeah? This will benefit you. Yeah? Go to the li- library. Yeah? Give the computers the monkeys. No. Yay! No. Sit down on the no. computer. No. Give it to monkeys. No. And I want you to go to the BBC Three Counties website or iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. And I want you to download that early podcasting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's the weekly podcast of the show. It's the best bits of the show. I think you you were in it last week. I think you were. Do I get royalty? No, you don't get any royalty. Because when you do, when they do trailers during the day, yep. I noticed something about me and this cat uh, and snakes. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. There's lots yeah. of, you, you were either in it last week or the week before, um, sounding like a, an idiot when you were talking about Scotland not being in Britain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you have apologised to me, it's true, on the phone, uh, on the radio. Not for that, you? mate, because you yeah, um, were, yeah. were wrong. But, but yeah. if you go and download the podcast like that, <laughs> yes, and yeah. then give us a call tomorrow, yeah? Oh, OK, yeah, but I won't work the computer. Thank you, Dave. Anderson's uh, in Hertfordshire. Morning, Anderson. Hello. Anderson, what would you like to say, sir? I'm just talking about the uh, the EFKS until I don't see any problem with it. What, on babies? Yeah. Why don't you see... Why do you think it's acceptable to, to abuse a child's ears like that? Obviously, if he's a girl, they're still going to grow up and they're still, still going to... Have you ever seen a girl that hasn't got ear piercing? Uh, yes, I have. I've seen loads of girls and I've seen loads of grown women that don't have ear piercings. I've also seen young girls that don't have ear piercings until they are a, a responsible age where they can make the choice with their parents. Why would you do it to yeah, a baby? Why would you do it to a baby who has no choice? Yeah, but how, how is that an abuse, though? Well, uh, like, why would you do it to a baby that has no choice? Well, a baby that has no choice. Yeah, yes, I, I, okay. Why would you do it to a baby that has no choice? A baby that has... But why, why would you leave a baby that... that, that, that if you're saying a baby has no choice, but babies are being fed by the parents, aren't they? Yeah, you feed... You feed I'm not saying don't feed a baby, Anderson. Yeah, because obviously they haven't got a choice to eat, because obviously the parents got to feed them, don't parents they? Parents have to feed babies. I'm going to agree with you on that 100%. That is a great okay. argument. I can't fault that. But then why would you... Why would you cut a hole in their ears and shove a piece of metal through it? 
Why would you? Why would you shove a, a piece of metal through your ear? Yeah, that's why I'm asking you. I wouldn't. Why would you well, do well, that? Well, but that's the culture everywhere. Everyone you see, every female you see, have got earrings, haven't they? Yeah, that's, those are the, yeah, Anderson, we, we're running out of time. I wish you'd called earlier, because I would have had great fun with this. Uh, okay. That's older women, not babies. Babies is... It's not, it's not, because obviously where I've come from, every baby, even my own daughter, yeah. got pierced on when she was three months. Yeah, and you didn't think that was cruel? No, not at all. Yeah, did it make her look pretty? Yeah, definitely. So you did it just to make her look pretty? Not just look pretty. What was the other reason? So that we would know she was a girl? Because she's still going to grow up and she's still going to have it. So, you know... Might as well get yeah, it done. So, do you them. think she might have tattoos when she's older? Because you you can maybe go and get that done when she's a baby as well. No, I don't agree with tattoos. Okay, Anderson, thank you very much indeed. I'm man alive. Right, uh, let's put those last two calls in the podcast, shall we? Thank you very much indeed. 08459 Too late to call me! That's the telephone number if you want to give uh, JVS a call. You can start dialing him now. We talk about being ill at school. Scott says, at school we had a mouldy prawn sandwich uh, wrapped up in plastic bags in a locker. We'd play cards. The loser would have to open it and inhale it and be sick. Fun times, guys. Here's JVS. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. 